Arbitration is the Greek word for all fighting, essentially. So there was, they had boxing, they had wrestling, and then when, you know, pretty much, oh, well, what if there's wrestling and punching or and fighting? The they called, came up the, with yeah, the Greeks came up with it, yeah. Okay. The ancient sport of pancreation, yeah. Okay. So it was both wrestling, it was essentially just combat. It was like free form of combat, yeah. And, and that's what pancreation is. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry, I, was, I interrupted your intro. No, it's okay. I mean, that's just how the intros go. Well, my guest is comedian Jack Slattery. Hello, Jack. Hi. And this episode is brought to you by my generous donators at Patreon. Patreon, that's right, continuous crowdfunding. You can find Pancreation Philosophy there, www.patreon.com slash pancreation. That word I just explained. Pancreation, P-A-N-K-R-A. T-I-O-N. Yeah, Pancration. Yep. All right, so let's see. Here's a shout-out to the people that donated. Danny Nguyen. (laughs) 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 Nuri, thank you. Franco, a.k.a. Ken Domo. Kenji Campbell. Yeah, I know. Got so many donators. I, I know it's it's pretty nice. Thanks, guys. You got a cool name for them. Uh, uh, I call them just honorary philosophers. Okay. Yeah. Austin Rice, Jay White. Even though he's homeless, good for you, Jay. Kong, and my boy Mikhail Jackson. Mikhail, when the hell those photos? Oh yeah, and I had a I had a photo shoot the other day because I had a Pancreation Philosophy T-shirts. We have Mikhail Jackson, his lovely girlfriend. Help me facilitate that. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, shout-out to those people. Thank you, Patreon providers. If you would like to get a shout-out, just go to www.patreon.com slash pancreation. That's pancreation. P-A-N-K-R-A-T-I-O-N. Yep. Follow that on the Patreon. I like how you punctuate yeah. that with, like, the, the yeah. giant boom. With the giant boom, yep. <sighs> like a thunderclap. Okay. Anyway, so I'm here with comedian Jack Slattery, and also host of his own podcast, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah but yeah. why? No, but what's it called? <laughs> uh, but okay. Well, thanks How for many uh, ancient Greek dudes do you think you could whoop? How many ancient Greeks do you think I could whoop? Yeah. I'd say like the majority of them. You think you could just like go back to ancient Rome and just like yeah. win the pancreation? Uh, well, I guess it would be... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, because I'm just thinking, like... They're probably malnourished. Yes, definitely malnourished and probably... Sh- I, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a... I'm, I'm a small person, 5'5", five, five, but that's probably, like, what? That was probably, like, average height back then. I don't know, I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. I mean, they eat a bunch of, like, lamb and rice and octopus and shit. Yeah. I don't know, they got a lot of... The, the Greeks were no joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were some tough motherfuckers. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, for sure, but it's still, like... I know it's been thousands of years. I feel like I, I feel like I, I could fuck them up. Yeah. Like from there. Yeah. I don't know. What do you? What do you? Thousands of years of like progress on martial arts. I think that and I don't know. Just in terms of, hmm. I guess, I guess they are fighting to the death, but they were literally know. fighting to the death. I th- I believe that. But well, it sounds like it's it sounds like something they would yeah. do. Yeah. No, but I no, I'm just feeling because I'm brown, so I feel like they would like try, just try and kill me, like just by, you know, because it's ancient Greece. So I don't know. I mean, they they dealt with a lot of brown people. Yeah, they dealt with like Persians, but I know I saw 300. I saw what they did to those people. <laughs> they dealt with yeah. northern Africa. They dealt with like 
Yeah, the um, Moors. Yeah. Iran and yeah. stuff like that in the Near East. Yeah. Like, there's brown people everywhere. Right? Yeah, 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 but they were outsiders. They killed those people. That's what I feel. Well, they traded with them. I guess, yeah, they traded them, but they wouldn't, they, one, they we wouldn't. might kill them too. But yeah, but I'd be like such a different, like, I I'm, pre- I, I'm pretty sure they'd never seen the Filipino before. I bet that they yeah. wouldn't even notice. I bet most of them yeah. would, just, like, would just be like, I don't know. Well, he's different. Yeah. That's it. And then you just start doing like triangle holes on him. Yeah. Like, what is happening? What is happening? Yeah, just like. <laughs> Uh, but I but see then that goes okay so what kind of uh time travel do you, theory do you subscribe to do you think it's like creates a new timeline right yeah yeah, yeah. I love this show. no 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 because because I think okay so my because my view on time is that okay I feel like there I believe in the alternate universes theory I believe sure. that every action that happens that there is a possible that there is a timeline that that happens. So I feel like I if, you times that by seven point five billion. Yeah, exactly. So all the infinite possibilities, like from there. So I feel like if I did go, I mean, I don't know what. Do you think there's too many people? Like, all right, what about? I, I think about this, right? Okay. What if magic, right? Like real, real actual, actual magic, magic. Okay. Used to exist. Okay. But it was just like you are a creator. Okay. And so there's less people in the world. And uh-huh. so you have a larger sphere of influence around you. So you can okay. like do more crazy shit. Okay. And with every... So know, like so many people are diluting the magic exactly. source. Is that what you're saying? Okay. There's so many people creating reality all yeah. at the same time. That yeah. It's just like your bubble is so tiny. I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, but then there's also the notion that energy doesn't really... Uh, you know, energy doesn't really go away; it just gets changed in different forms. Right. So it could just be like we've, as people, have just lost the art of connecting to the to like the energy source of magic. Like well, I think that's that's yeah. pretty true too. Because I just I, think that like, if you are setting your intention and trying to do something magical, mm-hmm. and then there's like ten other people. Who are kind of like it's like people plugged into the Wi-Fi, like the like, people exactly. they're, they're kind of like exactly. God damn it, get off the Wi-Fi. Yeah, there's too I'm many people to on the Wi-Fi. Yeah, and you're like you're like your page is taking forever to fucking load. Yeah, on the reality that you yeah, are. on like and the magical these, server that is the Earth. Yeah, trying to load their shit. I mean that, that's definitely possible. I mean it could be you know because if you think about you know like the possibility of you know or like the people have say like there's like power in prayer. Oh, I mean it could, it could yeah, yeah it could just be like you know that's just accumulate like too many people or not too many but like a multiple people on the same wavelength thinking the same thing I mean, and then it, that's what causing the magic that's all a yeah. cathedral is yeah it's like it's like a, it's a power source yeah to, like, a i have not been to a big well I've, i am um i mean we have like i guess not that we have like big churches in the philippines but yeah I mean, no, I've not been. I've not. I've not seen like the ancient cathedrals and stuff like that. I don't know. I've I've seen a few, and okay. like I'm not religious in that way at all. But yeah. like, they're powerful. You can yeah. feel it. It's just you can like, feel like the energy there. Just, you get all those people focusing their thoughts on like this one dude saying yeah. this one shit, yeah. getting them to like all agree on the same shit. That's yeah. real power. That's... No, I, it makes it makes sense. I mean, just look even look at the architecture yeah. of, of like a cathedral. It's it's all points towards like a central. Yeah. Like, it's almost I mean, like a like a lightning rod kind of thing. Were, those, yeah. those ancient architects were genius with like yeah. the way like they figured out how like sound reverberates and yeah. so like they could like make the dude way in the front sound yeah. really loud to everybody. Yeah. Like I know doing that without the power of, you know, microphones right. or anything like they that. Just use, like, yeah. different like thicknesses of wood to mm-hmm. like bounce it. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. But yeah, and then that that makes sense in like that whole kind of sphere of like 
I guess the power of thought and power of energy in ter- terms of that. Yeah. But as far as time travel, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely believe in alternate dimension. I don't know if you can go there. Like, I don't know if you could go mm-hmm. six dimensions over. Okay. And like talking about like different dimensions. I mean, like by dimensions, you mean like dimension like where well, let's like, say like dimension x is where you i don't know ate vanilla ice cream and dimension y was where you ate like chocolate ice cream is exactly. that what you're talking about okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i don't know if you could like physically go to those other places what makes but, you think that, that 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 access would be like unavailable well how would you do it yeah that's true but i what okay what if for some way you were able to travel through like that space time continuum i guess would that be traveling through no pretty yeah let's say you could travel interdimensionally like from there and you but there was like you from dimension x and you from dimension y at the same spot you think that would create a paradox probably yeah there's a cool michael Crichton book about it. i think it's called like timeline timeline i think i think i'm familiar with that one the movie's yeah. garbage the movie is okay straight but the book garbage. is good but yeah the the book is really good. Okay. They what they do is is the and I don't know if you know much about Michael Crichton. Well, I know I just I I think I've read. Let's see what I what did I read? I, I think I read his Nanobots one. That book is Prey. Yeah. Prey or whatever. Yes, Prey. That yes. That book is like I went through a Michael Crichton phase where I loved okay. all that book is crazy. No, I thought that book was crazy. I'm like I was like why is this not a movie? Yeah. Or was it a movie? I don't think so. I don't. Th- I'm like, I was reading like this seems but like. like yeah. That he wrote that probably like 15 years ago. Yeah, like, I th- I want to say probably maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's so close to being real. Yeah, no, I, I remember um, I remember reading like, damn, this, this but I can what, see this happening. Yeah. What that speaks to what I was gonna say is that uh, Michael Crichton does serious research and mm-hmm. doesn't like his books are mostly like plausible yeah. things that could happen. Like people right now are trying to clone dinosaurs. Right. And, like, yeah. And so. Uh, in in timeline what he, he says is that yeah you go into an alternate dimension like you can you can go to another timeline okay you can go to a different dimension timeline what do you want to call it okay different dimension timeline okay yeah or like okay but i mean it's all the same but it's all the it's so all it's, the same. it's like a different point in the same timeline is that yeah. what's happening okay but what they do is they uh essentially fax themselves there like so it's like a copy of them, not actually them? Right. Or, That's okay. kind of what the book, like you learn in the book, is that every time you do like the trip, yeah, you die. You die. Oh, and damn. Then, That's like, why you only send a copy of yourself. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, wait, damn. I mean, like... You actually die. You die, and then there's another one of you remade on the other side. But oh, for shit. a moment, you... For a moment, you're dead. You you don't exist at all. Oh, shit. And then you okay. pop out on the other side. Like, is that really you, or is that just like a copy of like an almost, ah, almost so, so copy of I see. So then it goes into this shade of like, okay, what is you Right. in terms of consciousness? Exactly. Well. Okay. Uh, and so anyway, in that book, they go back to medieval France and do some shit. Yeah. And uh, they know something or other works because they leave a pair of sunglasses for like glasses under a rock. Okay. And like ancient times okay and then someone in modern times knows to go look for it so they lift up the rock and yeah it's like a matter of like one set like the person put the rock down in their time and then the other oh so they can communicate up. like while they're in medieval france yeah. to somebody that's exactly. in the current okay yeah and so it's like they hid that and then like they're like okay this works or whatever okay okay i forget what they were trying to do i forget yeah. what like the main point was like they were gonna like like what? What people in France? Did they meet with like you know Joan of Arc or something like that? No, I don't think no. it was 
it's been a while now, okay. but I think that like they just went back in time because there was like this castle okay. that like burned down or something. Okay. And then they were gonna. I don't remember. I'm right. trying to go get some information like real time info on this castle for some purpose. All right. Let's say if you that's could tap. Yeah, that's boring. But let's say you could do. You you could travel through time. What time would you travel to? Oh man, there's so many. Like, yeah, there's so like, many. Yeah. Like, do I have infinite? Can I come back? Do I have like one shot to go there? Okay, let's yeah, let's go sandbox. Let's go like infinite. Yeah. Infinite. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's I I we could talk nothing about that. One of the first places I think I would go would be like Kiev. Okay. Like in like the 1340s, like a week before. I'm assuming also in this in this sandbox okay. theory that yeah, I have the right money. I can understand. Yeah, but people. you can understand like languages and stuff the, like that. I look the part. Okay. Like, I can fit it. Okay. I'm not like a freak show that's gonna disrupt everything. Okay, but anyway, so you're in Kiev, 1340, you said. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like, a week before the Mongolian horde shows up. And okay. Just and just decimates everything. everything. I want to leave when they're getting there. Like, yeah. When they're like burning the city, that's when I'm going to leave. Okay. Like, I want to just hang out like a week before they get. And go like, destroyed. these motherfuckers don't even they know. They don't even know. They don't even they know. They don't even know. Okay. They don't even know what's coming for them. Yeah. All right. So is it just for like that aspect? Like the calm before the storm kind yeah. of thing? Okay. Because like, I love the Mongolians. I don't yeah. know if you know a lot about them. Uh, well, I know they I killed mean, so much it changed like the global imp- like the carbon yeah, footprint. They were, yeah. I I'm just fascinated with Mongolians. Okay. And uh, I just think it's it was, such an efficient war machine. Exactly. It's just and like, especially in like given the limitations to, of their technology. There's no yeah. way to conceive of like what that must have been like. Yes. Like ten thousand horsemen like yeah. running around your city with like brutal like, efficiency yeah, yeah. they're just like what are we gonna do what yeah. the fuck is gonna happen right yeah now? yeah no uh, that's true yes, other than that, that, a lot of concerts probably a lot of concerts okay okay like what's like let's say like three concerts that you'd want to go to uh i think i want to go to like one of the first times like one of the first or one of the first times one of Beethoven's like famous operas was performed. Okay. Just to see what that was like in the like, like. So was Beethoven popular when he first started? He was like a fucking rock star. So he was a rock. Was he? But he was he a rock star like day one? I don't think about day one. Okay. But I mean, he, well, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure Beethoven. I get him mixed up because I don't really care about it that much. Which yeah. Is, Amadeus or Wolfgang, well, uh, Wolfgang Mozart. Is that Mozart? I think Wolfgang was Mozart, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. They're yeah. all kind of rock stars. They yeah. all kind of run together. Yeah, it's like Ludwig von Beethoven. Yeah, he yeah. When he was like a little ass kid. I think I think Mozart was, was the one that started when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know. And then like he's a prodigy. Yeah. And so by the time he got to be an adult, he was a rock. So he was like the first child pop star that then became like I don't even know an actual first, but like well, he was up an an early yeah an early child pop star. Well, well, that's the thing with music though. I feel like, I mean, one interesting thing is that. There's no really recordings of music up until like what like yeah like how old were like Beethoven and Mozart like was that 1800s yeah, I think maybe they were, like, 1700s the 17, I think they were, like, the 1700s yeah but there's no like ancient recollections of like music you know like talking about like ancient Greece we don't know what kind of music they had yeah if they had music well they probably did have but you know we don't know yeah, they definitely have music but we don't know there's no like recollection of what that music was well we have yeah. uh. 
like like notes and stuff. There are notes. The I'm pretty sure the Greeks kind of like figured out. Did they write notes? I, no, like, I'm pretty sure okay. that was like one of their inventions was like okay. writing notes. Like actually writing notes. I'm sure it's changed. I'm yeah. sure it's changed a lot, but like the way we tune and the spacing of like frets on the guitar and it's like what we consider a note yeah a pleasant sound like i'm pretty sure that was like like the greeks the greeks figured that out mathematically oh okay uh well i don't know what i'm talking i'm not that familiar with musical history but it's just fascinating to me how there's like all this written history yeah but as far as like musical history like how far back can you really go yeah like from like late 1800s yeah it was really when they really started recording stuff yeah like it's not even very good yeah, exactly. So imagine like the I have, there might have been some great hits that were lost, especially during the dark ages. Dude, I think about that all the time. I think about yeah. like I bet there were really cool punk bands in the dark ages, just like yeah. angsty teens. Yeah. Who had? Like, I mean, how metal can you get? Exactly. Everybody's. I feel like that's real metal. Everybody's yeah. dying of plague around you. Your yeah. mom's dead. Yeah. Your cousin, he's got like a little drum. Yeah. His, his whole family's dead, and yeah. rats eat his sister's face, and like yeah. they get together and just start playing music. Like yeah. that, that is punk as shit. Yeah, exactly. And, like it probably didn't sound. Like probably like they just like everybody's dead, so they don't have to buy musical instruments. They just go like take a fancy lute from somebody or some yeah. drums or a cymbal or whatever, and now they got like a medieval punk band. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> The essence of punk, just in, I'm, just, I'm just imagining like guys rocking out while they're all burning bodies. Yeah, yeah, from that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you like who would write that down? Who would who would? There's no one to write that down. No, right? yeah, there's, and also what would they? Well, that's the thing. People couldn't really even read and write. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of people. So yeah, like, it it could have been a flash in the pan. Yeah. What would you go see? Time travel. Let's see. What would, what would I go see? I would like to see. I'm cu- I'm cu- I would like to see like dueling samurais or like any any know. kind of duel. I feel like that okay. would just see like maybe like seeing Musashi, like from there. I feel like I mean that's such a martial arts thing, but like. Is that the dude yeah. who like whittle the sword? He was like the famous samurai. Yeah, he's the famous like wa- yeah wandering samurai. Yeah. He's the one that wrote the book of uh. Five seven, rings. Seven rings. Seven rings. Five rings. I want to say it was five rings, but it could be seven rings. Okay, but, but yeah, yeah, that book. Yeah, he, yeah. he wrote the Code of Bushido. Yes, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that's the guy I'm thinking of. There's some samurai who was like the best swordsman or whatever, and like he would just kill a motherfucker with like a stick. With a stick. Okay. Like there was a one famous story where he like somebody challenged him to a duel, and he showed up like six hours late in a boat. And then he like he got there. And I know. Like, that, no, this sounds like Musashi thing. He talked about how you he would always like fuck with people. Yeah. And then he was like yeah. he whittled his oar yeah. into a sword. Oh, and then, and then and killed, the killed with him that. with it. Damn. It's just like yeah, I'm gonna show up late. Yeah. I'm gonna make my sword. Yeah. And I'm gonna kill you with it. Yeah. That that that'd be that'd be fucking badass. Or maybe like seeing. I don't know how ancient martial arts were developed. Like from there, like maybe like the beginnings of kung fu. Mm-hmm. Maybe beginnings of. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like, crazy. Yeah, like the yeah. first iteration of Kung Fu. Yeah, like from there, or maybe just seeing how, I don't know, how, back when we were talking about, maybe seeing how I do against like ancient Greeks and pancreation or like wrestling techniques and stuff like that. I think I think that would be interesting. But yeah, just seeing how people like develop. You like, usually go back in time and fuck, fuck people up. up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I guess let's see. what. 
Uh, maybe I think some ancient architecture would, would be cool. I think maybe like just seeing the pyramids being built, just figure out how the fuck did they do this? Yeah. Was it really aliens? I don't yeah. know. I think it's gotta be aliens. It's gotta be aliens. Well, I think that's, that's your real honest answer. No, I don't think it's like the real. I don't. I don't think it's the real honest answer, but I feel like maybe some kind of influence. I would not be surprised because it's like, especially given how other architecture. Piece of like okay, I'm just looking at other architecture happening at the same time, and then the pyramids, and it's like, wait, why was there such a huge leap just well, for this yeah, shit? Yeah, the pyramids like, are that. so old. Yeah. But it seems like maybe they existed before something else, and then yeah. something else happened. Uh, maybe gravity was lighter, and it was easier to move hmm. bigger blocks. I mean, for gravity to change that much, and just really, is that is that a plausible thing? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because like <clears throat> space is denser in different areas, so like you can move through different densities of space, kind of. Huh. Uh, I don't think I'm bullshitting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've heard of that as a plausible thing, but just because like uh, <clears throat> if you if you stand on top of a mountain, okay. time is moving slightly, like fractions of a second. Like slow, fractions slow because of gravity? Because of the mass, like time, time is affected, or gravity affects time, and gravity is affected by mass. And so... So does, so does more gravity mean time moves slower? Yeah. Okay, so... So if you're standing on something... Or near something where yeah. there's a lot more mass, time yeah. is fluctuates. It's not totally. I mean, it's like so infinitesimally small that it might as well not be there. But it is. But it is still fluctuating. Huh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. They have uh, these like atomic clocks in Yellowstone. Yeah. Because uh, you know how like Yellowstone's like just a giant volcano. Yes. Just just ready to erupt. Yeah. Yeah. And so they have these clocks, these like atomic clocks all over. Yeah. And they they read out like those micro fractions of a second or whatever. And if it starts like getting weird, like yeah. slowing down a little bit, yeah. you know that shit ton of magma's coming it's up. It's just about to come up. You know, I don't know what like how much time that's gonna give them at all, but they yeah. just, they'll know that like a fuck ton of magma yeah. is coming up because like the mass is increasing and the time yeah. is slowing. Okay. Well see, well then then that's the thing too about like well, time just by itself, like, how do we really even know how accurate, like, time is, time you know? Isn't yeah, well, time isn't even real, but, yeah, but more so on the sequence of, like, you know, about recorded history, like, how, how do we really even know, like, how, if years were being recorded right, well, you, you know what I mean? I mean, they probably weren't. I mean, yeah, they yeah. probably definitely weren't, really. Like, um, think about, like, the scheme of, you know, and then you get, accuracy like, and human error. Well, I mean, you get yeah. that, and then you get, like, just some dipshit coming in and just like erasing everything. Yeah, like, like burning the books. Greatest. Yeah, uh, yeah. History starts now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that has had to had to have happened. Like, like a lot of times, thousands of times all yeah. over the world. Yeah, the burning of the uh, library in Alexandria. Yeah, like, what did that wipe out? Right. I that's where I would go. With Probably that. a bunch of music. <laughs> yeah, if I could go like spend a week at the library in Alexandria, that'd yeah. be dope as shit. Like, yeah. like what, what what was there? Like, yeah. What kind of maps and like history that just got totally erased? Yeah, yeah, just set back. Damn. Okay. Well, all right. Speaking of history, so how how'd you get started in comedy, Jay? <laughs> yeah. Nice segment. Yeah, nice segment. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to an open mic 
Okay. And Open mic, where at? In Maine. In Port Maine. Okay. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. So you're from Portland, Maine? Or I was living there. You were living in Portland, Maine yeah. for a while. Okay. So you're living in Portland, Maine. You checked out an open mic. Yeah. How was that? I was just going uh, okay. as like a fan. I had no intention of signing up. Okay. I just like comedy. All right. And uh, I was going for a while, and then the host, uh, you know, he saw that I was going every week, and he was just like, "You should sign up." And I was, that's all I needed. Like I just sometimes I need people to give me permission to do stuff. Okay. I don't know why I have that in my head, but yeah. like, I need someone to say it's okay for me. It's it okay for you to do. It. Okay, so. All right, you're just a fan of comedy, and then they say, oh, hey, well, why don't you do it? And you're like, okay. Yeah. All right. So I went back like a week or two later. And yeah. Just was hooked. I had a decent set. You know, yeah. I'm sure it was garbage, but like I got some laughs. Yeah. It was honestly, yeah. that mic. Yeah. Is That mic in that room was, I've never had anything better. It was the, per- okay. it was the perfect situation. It was okay. Perfect. Like, how so? How, what, what was it about the situation? Comedy is a lot like magic. Okay. In that, like, it's ritualistic. Yeah. You need certain things. Yeah. To create a certain mindset and environment. Yeah. And you're not asking anybody to laugh. You're making. You're them making them laugh. laugh. Yeah. And so you're like. They're like conjuring up these emotions. You're like this fucking yeah. wizard standing up there, just bending reality with your words. Okay. And everybody, it's like painting a picture in everybody's head. Okay. And then you hit them with like the turn, and then they laugh because they're really. All laughter is is just being uncomfortable and like, <laughs> and it's like the unexpected. So like yeah. you just like you're sending them down this road and then yeah. you hit them with a hard turn and they okay. laugh and that's okay. the punchline. Yeah. So this to act, the ultimate comedy club, like the best comedy uh, venues, all have very similar things. Yes, okay. They're small. Okay. Uh, there's a low ceiling. Low, low ce- ceiling. Low ceiling. To keep the energy in. Yeah. To keep the magic in. To keep the laughs loud. Keep the laughs loud. Okay. Uh, a low ceiling is so important. Yeah, for it would be weird to have a comedy in like a cathedral. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a small, tiny little bar. Maybe thirty people could pack in there. Maybe more than that. Maybe like 40, 50 people. That's but like, it's still like pre-packed. It is. Like like you're right yeah, next to. You're just yeah. standing on top of people. Okay. And we all pretty much started, like, the comedy scene kind of just blew up out of there. There was, like, a couple older guy, like, iterations a few years ago. Yeah. Back when, like, there was a real comedy club that got closed down. And then this guy, Ian, Ian Stewart, uh, and he's running the Portland, Maine Comedy Festival. They had Dave Attell this year. Okay. Uh, last year they had... Uh, Maria Bamford. Oh, okay. Uh, like th- he's blowing it up really good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this place called Mama's Crowbar. Okay. And it was just Mama's Crowbar. It was just yeah. a tight little bar, cash only, beer only. Uh, the bartender was like this like intimidating woman. If she like showed you any affection, it was like the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a very much a mama. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she would fuck you up if need be. Okay. And no assholes weren't permitted. Uh, it was just a great. It was just like the best. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Other than like that's where I started. Just like yeah, you're you're talking you're talking about like how how the situation was good. I was going to yeah. that open mic, and it was just like a hot room. Okay. Great comics. Uh, but you started, and you were hooked with comics. Yeah. But okay, let's go. How did you become a fan of comedy? 
like before that? It's just always been there. It's always been there? Like, okay. Like, What's the earliest thing, or like, what was the earliest notion of discovering what comedy was? I mean, I was like, kids in the hall, for sure. Kids in the hall, okay. I used to come home like every day in elementary school and drink a shit ton of Sprite. Okay. And watch kids in the hall. Watch kids in the hall. And All right. For those who don't know, what's kids in the hall? And just get my brain warped. Okay. Uh, sketch comedy show from yeah. the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, Canadian. Look it up. Like, yeah, look it up. If you don't know kids yeah. in the hall, like, look it up. Your life has been like meaningless. It's like you haven't seen some colors that exist. Oh, okay. All right. So you saw kids in the hall. Shaped you. Yeah. Okay. But then, when did you? How about like a stand up? Because I feel like sketch well, comedy, and then like what made you find like stand up comedy? Like, I, yeah. My, my parents were very lazy parents. Okay, like how, like how and so? So, well, I had cable TV in my yeah. childhood bedroom. Yeah, that's so lazy, that was your babysitter. That's just lazy parenting. Yeah. And so uh, I would watch Comedy Central just like intensely. Okay. Damn. And, uh, you know, I'm in like elementary school. Yeah. I'm <laughs> staying up way too late. I'm just like, I could lay in bed and watch Comedy Central, and I would just, like, watch specials and, yeah. you know, they went back when Comedy Central actually had, like, cool shows and, like, good stand-up, like, yeah. you know, not famous, famous, but, like, up-and-coming. But it was up-and-coming, yeah. Comedy Central, like, presents. Right. It showed, like, a lot of, it was, it right. was like, half Pre- an hour, but it'd be, like, Pre- a bunch of people. Blend. Yeah. Uh, they had, I always liked black comics. Black yeah. comics were always my thing. Well, yeah. I always, it's always, especially, like, in the 90s, it was such a... And I feel like Def Jam, like all those kind of Def yeah. Jam likes, it was, I feel like the crowd work and, and just the energy that you feel when they're, when they're up on there was like, is a different kind of thing than like, I don't know, just like a Jerry Seinfeld yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. It's like, it was a whole, di- I feel like this is the same thing. Like seeing Martin Lawrence, dude, you know, Mar- like that. I love Martin. Yeah. But, and, dude. oh man, definitely, it's definitely like nineties Martin Lawrence. That was, that was at the peak, but yeah, see, but seeing him. And not that I'm not even saying like Seinfeld's not funny, but it's like it's a different. I was like, how is this on the same scale? Right. Or, how, or how do they do the same thing? You know. But okay. Anyway, so black comics. That was. I like well, black comics a yeah. lot. Uh, but yeah, I was just like a kid just watching endless Comedy Central. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess what are some? I mean, we mentioned some, right? But what what were some comics that stood out to you like in memory? Yeah. Uh, I really like Sandra Bernhardt. Okay. Uh, Mark Barron, back when he was all coked up. And yeah. Stuff. Uh, I mean, I still like him now. But yeah. Like, I remember him back in the days. Uh, who else? Uh, I don't know. Just like whoever was on Comedy Central at that time. Yeah. Just like yeah. I was really into like, um, like you said, Martin. Uh, yeah. Sinbad. I was a big Sinbad. Yeah. I was a big Gallagher fan. Yeah. I loved Gallagher. Okay. Speaking of Sinbad. Okay. I talk about like time travel and all that stuff. Dude, I definitely remember Sinbad being in a genie movie. I, I okay. remember it enough to make me think that I remember, but I don't yeah. remember it. Okay, because I could have sworn that he was. But then I look, it's like. And I was Mandela like, effect freaks me out, though. Mandela Because hey, isn't that an example of the Mandela effect? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, okay, what's the, what's the definition of the Mandela effect? Yeah. Uh, it, well, it starts with Nelson Mandela. Yeah. In that people thought that he died in prison yeah he didn't die in prison but yeah. there's a lot of people that remember, that remember him, him dying in prison yeah yeah 
And so they called it the Mandela effect. Yeah. That's where you get the Baron Steen versus the Baron Stain. Oh, the Baron. Yeah, the Baron Steen. The Baron Steen. Like I remember. I always Baron remember Baron Steen bears. Yeah. But is that just bad memory? I don't know. Well, yeah, I feel like it's a tomato tomato kind of thing. But that's the thing. I could have sworn I saw a Sinbad genie movie in the nineties. You know what's a like, weird one though? What's up? Like the. I don't know. This is this is a, an audio show. Obviously, yeah. I'm trying to describe. The yeah. Stussy S, you know what I'm talking about? No, what's the Stussy S? Okay, that's not what I ever call it either, but some okay. people call it that. You draw three vertical lines. Oh, and then the, 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 3D, the 3DS, yeah, the you thing that people draw. Yeah, draw the nine vertical lines, yeah. and you just like, do the diagonals, and you make like yeah. the 90s S yeah. shape thing. Yeah. Apparently, like, where did that come from? Who started that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I okay. Just, like, spread through our culture. Yeah. Like, we were all drawing this thing, but like, where did that yeah, where from? did that come from? Huh, that, like, that, I that saw is... some websites, probably, bull, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, they traced it back to, like, like the mid-60s was, like, the first couple times that okay. it was drawn. That it was, but, that like, kind of S was drawn. Okay. Yeah, some people get real spooky with that and think it's just, like, we're downloading this information from, like, the spirit <laughs> uh, world. Yeah. And, like, as kids, yeah. we're all drawing this magic symbol and yeah. stuff. Back to the magic thing, but okay. Huh, interesting. Everything's magic. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Everything's magic, you think about it. Okay, so influenced by by, by Comedy Central. Okay, and then... But then, okay, so then you, you're always a fan of comedy, ended up starting doing stand-up comedy. Okay, it never so, occurred to me that I yeah. could just do it. Like, it never occurred to I you. Loved, well, you needed, like like you said, you almost needed permission. Yeah, like, I love comedy, yeah. and, like, I was a big fan of it, and, yeah. like... I suppose in some ways I've done comedy before, but just like, like how so? Like just like making people laugh. Making people laugh. You know, okay. Like writing dumb shit. Yeah. Honestly, the early years of the internet was yeah. like how I learned to write jokes because like, okay, you had to be like fast in the chat room. Yeah. And like just roasting people in chat rooms. Yeah. And then like if you get people in a chat room writing LOL, you know your shit's funny. Yeah. And so you know what works. Back in the days of instant messenger. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean like chat rooms. Like yeah. I was into like. I was into going in chat rooms and doing dirt and like, uh, I was a much younger, I was like 14 and like I was hanging out in some chat rooms and like yeah. people thought I was older and yeah. like that was cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like early, early years like that kind of trained Kind of shape you become a comedian. In terms of writing yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. I, I I still can't believe that like it never occurred to me, but that I thought I could be a comedian. <laughs> like, yeah. I started way too late, honestly. I feel like I don't know, like where, where your starting point. That's, I mean, well, one you can't change it. Right. With the time travel thing, who knows? But but I feel like it's almost well, like you said, you you needed to be at a point where someone let you do it, and then that's when you started. Right. Like from there, so I think it's just making the most. Of it like that. And that's how yeah. I try and look at it. But yeah. like realistically, like I should have started like that. I think realistically, you should have started. But I think okay, if you knew that it could, that it could have been done, I feel like it's just utilizing the time you've had already and seeing how you can like that time wasn't necessarily like wasted. I think it's all right. You got to utilize that time now or like utilize right. your experiences no, yeah, then yeah uh, you know you're out there getting yeah. world experience and yeah. now you can talk about it more yeah because nobody really wants like a 22 year old telling around the world is. no exactly it's like it's weird how yeah just be oh i guess you've been around longer i guess i guess you know more yeah when in essence like how much do you really learn in, except like, in nobody between. wants yeah. to hear from white dudes anymore 
No. Like, and I get it. That's fine. Like, I'm not going to go so hard for white guys. Now. Yeah. Like, that's such a yeah. thing at all. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to hear from a fucking white guy. <laughs> Cisgendered straight male. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. I get it. You know, I feel it comes in cycles, though. I feel like, uh, you know, I think all all of this is just gonna reverberate back into like into, into being white, being in vogue again. I don't know. Into white supremacy. Yeah, to white supremacy. And well, that's that's kind of how it bounces back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. White people are fucked up. I don't yeah. Know, I don't know what's wrong with us. I think it's uh, Neanderthal. I think that's really what it is. Okay. Uh, Basically, everybody in the world except for sub-Saharan African people, like born in sub-Saharan Africa, uh-huh. uh, or sub-Saharan Africa and not white people, uh, have Neanderthal in them. Okay. And I, I, I really think that the amount of Neanderthal in somebody like makes them more fucked up. Makes them more fucked up. Okay. Yeah. And do do white people or like I guess like, white people have the most. Really, white people have the most. Neanderthal. Most Neanderthal. Huh, interesting. Asians have a lot too. I'm sure Filipinos yeah. don't have very much. I don't think so. I I think I remember taking that like a now. Yeah. Yeah. Chinese people definitely have some. Uh, I bet Japanese people don't have a lot. Uh, Indian people maybe a little bit, but it's mostly white people. Mostly white people. Huh, interesting. Okay. But um, what are we, what are we talking about? I guess we're talking about yeah, like you starting stand up comedy. But all right, so talk about you started in that in that room and at Mama's Crowbar, Portland and Portland, Maine. Okay, but then how did it develop from there? Yeah, where? Uh, that room eventually closed. Okay, like the bar closed or just the open mic closed? closed. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it was really sad. And from there, uh, there's a couple other mics in town. Portland, Maine is a really small town, realistically. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, when I was living there, it felt bigger, but now that I'm in Seattle, it feels tiny. Like, the idea of it feels really Comparatively? Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's crazy. But, like, there's m- the amount of people in the Portland, Maine comedy scene, like, I knew there's, like, you know, eight of us. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so eight of like you guys were the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like it fluctuated between eight and fifteen people. Basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, with little booze here and there, but no one really stuck around too long. Okay. Um, and then some people drop out, new people come in, and whatever. But like, yeah, kind of cyclical kind of. It always kind of yeah. stayed around. Eight around that kind people. of number. Okay. Yeah. Um. And there was a couple other mics, and you know, do that. So the pool is much smaller. So if you're doing well within that pool, you can start getting shows easier, and then uh, just start doing that. And okay. Getting down to Boston a little bit, making connects down there, and uh, yeah, I've only been doing it for like coming up on like five years. Okay. Which is not very long. Uh, it feels like a long time, but in realistically. In realistic, it's not okay, but. All right, so what's been keeping you – what keeps you doing it? Uh, I'm a very needy person. Okay, so need the uh, attention and yeah, such like that. Okay. Yeah, I need I – need, it's an outlet that, like, now that I've scratched that itch with it, nothing really fits better. Yeah. Uh, it, it ruined my first marriage. Yeah. Uh, 
It's currently living in my marriage now. Oh, okay. Uh, and I choose comedy still. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, man. It's just like an outlet. It's just the best. It's yeah. Just, it's also the worst. It's also just like... <laughs> but that's usually the things that are the best. Yeah. Yeah. The highest highs, the lowest lows. Yeah. But it's a community, too. Like, I am a comic. Yeah. I, I don't fit in with any other people except people with fucked up brains who yeah. make dumb jokes about dark, <laughs> about dark shit. Yeah. No? No, that that is true. It's it's more of a... I mean, I think, okay, in essence, yeah, you select to be a comedian, but in reality, like, your life shapes you to, yeah. become, to become one. I mean, there's, like so many, there's definitely yeah. people out there who could be comedians, like, yeah. based on life experience and whatever else and, like... Yeah. Who just never get that permission, or ne- or never decide to scratch that itch, right. like from there, or wouldn't yeah. even know how to. Like, yeah, or did, or they might not even have been possible for them. Right, sure. right. Yeah, or the idea might never even occur to them. Yeah, I just think of you know, well, you saying that it's like, I just think about historical figures that might have been hilarious comedians. Like, no, a, I think Shakespeare. Yeah, I mean, he kind of was a comedian. Yeah, I feel like he was like, yeah. but I feel like. Yeah, I feel like no, I feel like if stand-up comedy was available to him, I feel like Shakespeare would do it. Hmm. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. He was pretty funny. Yeah, I could see. Let's. I could see like Winston Churchill. Being a, do you think he could? He would be a stand-up comedian over a prime minister. I guess they kind of needed a prime minister, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but just you know, like just seeing I mean, his had comedy in his time, like yeah, but nothing. Really like vaudeville kind of shit. Yeah, but nothing like. Well, just because I just see like his quotes and like what his banter that he would have oh, with people, yeah. and I'd be like, that's such a, that's such a comedian timing, like from there. You you, you know what I mean? I feel like oh yeah, that's yeah. If he, if he had, if the outlet was possible and he wanted to, I feel like he could have done that. Probably. Yeah, I, I, okay, I see what you're saying. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Co- he probably could have done. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he probably needed. I think Prime Minister of you know Great Britain was probably a better <laughs> outcome for him. But you you see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The option was potentially there. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. But he's also British, and at the time there were like weren't that many British funny people. Or maybe there were. I don't know. Well, I think that's the thing. I think it's once again. I feel like the more serious the society is, I feel like the more a need for comedy is. Like from there, it's just like you know the the yin the yin and yang to it. Yeah, the need perhaps, but the I guess the outlet not necessarily. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, British funny people. Huh. Okay. I'm curious about like stand up in China right now. Like it's kind of like. <laughs> is it possible? No, it yeah. is. It's is big, it? It's big. I'm not. I'm, I guess I'm not familiar. But okay. It's huge. Damn. Um, like. Uh, What's political humor like there? I don't know if they do. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, I mean, I've never heard it. I'm just going on secondhand information. I yeah. Heard, but like, there's a lot of expat uh, expats there. Okay. And so like, they love comedy and they love like American comics going over there and like doing comedy because like they get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're at, yeah. And they're there, and so the Chinese people caught on to this and like are doing their versions of it. And, but like they're watching like old '90s shit, and like so they're kind of like in the '90s. Like, I would like, I would love What's to the see. Deal with airplanes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's their level. I would love life. to see like a Chinese version of Def Cam of of Def Comedy Jam. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Like if they're all wearing, you know, like something that 
that Will Smith would wear on the Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like behind us right now in comedy, but like yeah. maybe they'll catch up. I don't know. I'm really curious. Uh, there's some definitely like some famous Asian comedians, uh, like from over you know Asia or whatever. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting because you know. I never thought about. Because I think well, because I spent. Because I grew up uh, in the Philippines until I was about ten years old. And oh, we, really? Yeah, and, and we were like left, yeah, like, because let's see, because I was born, because I was born in the in the '90s, but like the pop culture in the Philippines was more like the '80s, <laughs> like right. from there, like we were, yeah, like I think, yeah, it was like just discovering like our '80s rap, like in the Philippines, yeah, I mean, like when, yeah, it took time to get over. You know, yeah, no, it literally did, because it's cassette tapes and CDs. Right. Like from there, but yeah, I remember discovering like, uh, like Public Enemy and like groups like that. Like, oh damn, what's this? And then apparently it had already been in in the U.S. for like ten years. But yeah, but especially yeah, just yeah, culture. Yeah, and relatively so, the Philippines is like super westernized compared to like other countries in Asia, just because of like the proximity, right. or be- because of the U.S. Philippine relations. Like, there's a lot of there's just a lot of military bases in the mm-hmm. Philippines, so there's like that constant U.S. connection, like from there. So I could see how China would be being so closed off is only now experiencing American culture. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what is the Philippines like? I would love to go to the Philippines. It yeah. seems awesome. It's I don't know. I've never been to Mexico, but discovering like listening to Mexicans describe their country, we're essentially we essentially are like. Uh, Asia's Mexico. Yeah, or, or like, I get that. Yeah, yeah like where. Sometimes, I don't think this is racist to say, but sometimes I have a hard time telling Filipinos apart from Mexico. No, it's like it's. I mean, if anything, the similarities are there. We're like, we were colonized by Spain. <laughs> we have a whole bunch. Of, like my name is Pocholo Cruz. Yeah, it's like very like historic. Like we were colonized by Spain for three hundred years. So there's like a lot of like, um, yeah there's a lot of ancestry like that that dates back to that uh yeah heavily heavily roman catholic densely populated we're like i think we're like top 10 in terms of population mm-hmm. and like all on this like squeeze onto this island but um i bet filipino mexican food would be out of control probably you yeah. guys don't fuck with cheese though right no we don't no so, like that's like that's the big divide between yeah them. it's because we're asian we're like yeah. lactose intolerant mainly yeah yeah so like Asian food with cheese, that'd be fucked up. Yeah. It's hard to even imagine what that would. Be. That's no, that's that's true. Yeah, I remember moving here. Like, man, a lot of things have milk and cheese, and that that really wasn't a thing in in the Philippines. Yeah, like no, not. Let's see, is there a Filipino dish that naturally has cheese? No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, just 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 now. Okay, but yeah, it's um, uh, but yeah. A little, a lot of rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Like, you introduce cheese, which Mexican food kind of, like, hinges on big time. Yeah. And then, like, man, like, that, I, it could be good. I, I could, like, almost imagine it. I could see it. But, and, uh, yeah, it's, because uh, I feel like a lot of, yeah, because a lot of Filipino food just looks like a lot of a- other Asian food. Like, we got, like, the standard Asian noodles. We got an egg roll kind of thing. Okay. When I was a kid, yeah. uh, one of my sister's friends, her mom was Filipino. Yeah. Her dad was like a white supremacist hillbilly. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she made the bombest fucking egg rolls. Man. Yeah. 
Like it was out of, she would make like 200 out of wax. Yeah. It was amazing. Yes. Like you go to her house. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Just like rap, rap, rap. Yep. Lumpia. Yep. Out of yep. control. Yep. yep. She was crazy with a butterfly knife too. Yep. Nope. So, sounds right. <laughs> oh, 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 crazy Filipinos. But yeah, it's. Let's see. So I'm from I'm from Manila, like the big city there. Mm-hmm. So how big of a big city? Like, it's like? like 10 million, I think. Okay. It's like in the greater metro, it's like packed, like from there. Um, that's like in New York. No, New York has more people. Right? I think New York might have more people. Well, actually, uh, no, I I just felt like it was. Oh well, that's the thing. Cause I was part. I guess when you're in such a populated city and not really able to travel that much, I don't really know how big it is. It just sure. felt like there's like. A, a lot of people but um yeah because it's not the metro like so the metro manila area is like because we, we're not stacked up in apartments like oh it's uh, just spread yeah it's like spread so and you then, can't really build high because the ground up so it's like just all like watery right yeah it's kind of like a well also because it's like manila got leveled in world war ii really? by, but yeah but by, by, by Okay, well, first when Japan took over, and yeah. then when we were liberated from Japan by the U.S. We just because, wiped it all out. Wiped it all because the Japanese were so entrenched. Right. So, yeah. But, um, well, it's not, I don't think it's even that, but yeah, because, like, Manila's right by a bay, so. Mm-hmm. But also, like, my hometown was, like, right next to a river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it was so popular, but it was so uh, polluted because what my, so my, my town was like a, a borough of Manila now called Marikina, which is known for making shoes. So, or like shoes was like what our like what our town was known for. Hmm. So, if anything, so when you're making shoes, mainly like think about it, like shoes in the '60s, '50s, and '60s is mainly leather. Right. So all that builds into the water. And yeah, leather production is some nasty shit. Yes, it's very corrosive. Yeah. Yeah. Just like bats of like rotting. I've seen pictures. Yes, it's I've seen uh, leather district pictures before, and like not like, nice. Yeah, no. Gnarly. Like they use piss and shit to like pan hides with. Yes. And he's just baking out in the Manila sun, like just Yep. Smoke. Exactly. Yeah, where it's always eighty degrees. Well, yeah. at least eighty degrees. Yeah. So yeah, it was hot, humid, densely populated. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go. I would. I would. It's go. nice. I'm going again. Uh, I'm visiting family like later this year. But, yeah. Damn. What's the plane ticket out there cost? Depends. Like, well, I'm going around Christmas time, so it's real, real expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Catholic and shit. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, uh, yeah, because we're, we're, we're crazy Catholic, we like celebrate, we start celebrating Christmas in like December 1st or some shit. And we have like a daily, uh, a daily parade through town. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. Take it real serious. Yeah. Are there any Filipino uh, saints? I'm sure there's a lot of them. I just don't really know. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really religious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what growing up in Manila was like. How about you? Grew up in Maine? No. Uh, Where'd you grow up? I I grew up in Alabama. Alabama. Okay. Then moved to Rhode Island. When did you move to Rhode Rhode Island? When I was twelve. Okay. So. Alabama until you were 12, mm-hmm. and then moved to Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah. And then I moved to Maine when I was 23. Okay. But you said mainly grew up in Alabama and Rhode Island? Yeah. Okay. What What made you move out to Maine when you were t- Uh, I was working on a tugboat at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. You look like a guy that would work in a tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And uh, we would go up to Portland sometimes, and I got off the boat and walked around, you know, like it. And some some shit fell into place, and it was just a good place to go. And then I went to okay. school, and uh, that's when you had your ceramics degree. Yeah, main college of art. Yeah. And uh, you you both like don't look like you have a ceramics degree, and then definitely should have a ceramics. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, I lived there for like twelve years. Okay. And now, and now you're in Seattle. Like, so did you move from Portland, Maine, to Seattle? Yeah. Okay. Why Seattle? Uh, I just really like it out here. I okay. Kind of, Had you visited here before? I've visited here a couple times. Yeah. Different times in my life. Yeah. And I just vibe with the place. It just felt right. Okay. Uh, I love it here, honestly. Yeah. How long have you been living here now? Mm, well, like eight or nine months. Eight or nine months. Okay, yeah. so not quite a year yet. Yeah. And, but no, the, but I can definitely see why. Like you look like you look like you you fit right in. Like <laughs> uh, a, a tugboat guy with a, a, a tugboat guy with a ceramic with a, with yeah. a ceramic degree. It's like yeah, yeah what, you that's fit that's right that's in. That's <laughs> Seattle, <man. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I dig it, man. The weather's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, honestly, I've never lived anywhere. Where I've seen so many blackberries all at once, like okay. the amount of blackberries like blows my mind. I okay. I eat so many wild blackberries just walking my dog, just like I deliver pianos for a living. Okay. Right now. And like so, we're driving around all over the place. And, like, yeah. I see a blackberry bush that like is obviously just like an invasive plant. Like it's not somebody's like blackberry bush. Yeah. I'll eat like two or three handfuls of blackberries. Like, huh. Interesting. Like, like I just fucking love it. Man. I guess it feels wrong not to It feels eat. wrong not to eat the blackberries. Yeah. I guess I just don't notice that. I guess really? well I'm not yeah, I I think it's just the same thing of They're everywhere. They're I, like literally like I, I believe you. I just don't it's like I think I mentioned this again before, but it's like the juniper tree. Thing. I don't I don't really or have you heard of that the juniper tree like complex or whatever mm-hmm. there it's like a, it's just this theory about if you don't like this guy didn't know what a juniper tree was and then he looked it up of what it looks like and he realized oh shit and on his like drive to work he realized he sees a juniper tree everywhere oh, yeah, like from there yeah that's the thing I've never I don't I guess I, I just don't look at berries uh, yeah, and See, that, I think my ADHD yeah it's like makes you pick in on yeah I'm just like hey blackberries yeah yeah and then I'm like find like finding them is like a fun game you know what I mean Cause yeah like reward and yeah it's like I'm Jack Slattery unlocked blackberries dude yeah. I'm so good at spotting blackberries yeah like I I would survive yeah you know I mean like yeah hunter gatherer needs ADHD like yes. it's an evolutionary trick. I feel it's uh, yeah it's an evolutionary tick for sure yeah. yeah. Like I would, I would find food for sure. Okay. Like, I would know. You'd be able to forage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would. At least I eat something fucking like. And driving along the highways here, it's like I can't believe how many blackberries. It's just like they're dripping off like the vines. It's like <laughs> tons of black. It's, it blows my mind. I think okay. about it all the time. You think about it all the time. Okay. I mean, it feels. I feel negligent. Not yeah, like today I did not see a single black. I, pro- I probably, probably if, did. I probably did. I mean, yeah. I pro- if you had looked through today, my eyes you probably seen so many blackberries. <laughs> but I did no, I did not see, see any blackberries at all. Do you like blackberries? No, I don't think not so. Not really. I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I guess I'm just so. Yeah, I guess that's the same thing. It's just funny how people are conditioned stuff oh, like that. Like, dude, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not a berry person. Looking for blackberries. I feel like once I do, then I'll see them all the time. Yeah. I, I'm very picky about where I get them from. Like I'm not gonna eat them off the side of the road. I'm not gonna eat them 
like somewhere that like looks gross. Yeah. Because that's what you're eating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because you eat the area around. Yeah. It, right? But yeah. like if they're like in a residential neighborhood, somebody's yard, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'll go to town. Okay. Okay. I like plants though. I you like, like plants? Okay. I like, I like looking at different. You like looking at different plants? Yeah. Okay. Like what? I guess what about? I don't, yeah, I'm not a big plant person either. Like, I all right, at least I can't I can't tell like different plants. Like, well, that's a plant. Mm-hmm. Like from the like, can you like are you knowledgeable in horticulture? A little, a little bit, just a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm far from an expert by any means. But, uh, Probably know more than me about plants. Yeah. But I got some flowers I like. That's okay. about the extent. I'm not good at IDing trees. But you like, but you like looking at nature. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What about looking at nature? Like, do, I don't know. What, what do you feel when you look at nature? <laughs> What do I feel? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just feel connected to the world around me. Okay. Like, maybe like maybe that's a, I don't know because I'm just saying like you say you feel good like looking at looking at nature. Well, I just think at flowers plants, are pretty. Like, think flowers are pretty. pretty. Pretty flowers. Okay. So nothing more complicated than that. Like, yeah. Hey, it looks nice. I like looking at it. Exactly. Pretty simple. Okay. Uh, and then I like eating berries. Yeah. Right? Yep. Berries are good. Yeah. You eat berries. Simple. Okay. If I find wild strawberries out somewhere, that's a treat. That's a that's a real treat right there. Okay. Uh, or strawberries like your favorite. Like, what would your favorite berry be? My favorite berry. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna go with blackberry. Blackberries. Yeah. Oh, so hey, you're in luck because you I see know, wild blackberries yeah. all the time. Yeah. Okay. So okay, liking Seattle, liking the weather, liking the vibe. Yeah. I mean, clearly, since you kind of fit in as a okay, like the blackberries. Okay. What have been like? What have been some things about Seattle that have been different, or I guess like some things you had to adjust to? Uh, yeah. Seattle freeze is real. Okay. Like meeting, meeting. I feel like I'm just now, like, meeting people and just like yeah. just now, like, nine months in. Yeah, yeah. just nine months in, people are like, okay, I'll talk to you now. Yeah. Uh, which is it's whatever. It takes like it was frustrating at first, but like now that's happening, I'm like okay, I can hold it. Yeah. Uh, main comedy scene was definitely a lot more welcoming. Like it's because it's such a small group. Yeah, that's it's like, like a small tight knit group. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're a new person that shows up the first time and you suck or don't do really well. Yeah, no one's probably gonna talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just gonna be like this person's probably not gonna come back. Whatever. Yeah, but if you do well enough like someone's gonna be like hey like here's this other mic and this other mic yeah. and like i'm so and so yeah like br- like bring you in yeah. like make you feel part of the community exactly yeah. and like i definitely miss that here yeah but i'm getting over it now like i'm getting in and it feels good uh i like being a part of this community and like a little bit of a challenge getting into it it's good yeah there's still clicks within it yeah and like different circles and like high school classes like you know like yeah. oh this, this guy's like the cooler class. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, okay. I think hey. that's some bullshit. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You were like, you got one little fucking thing on Comedy Central. And yeah. Like, now you're a superstar. Yeah. Like, tits. Like, Congrats. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess you know I'm fairly new, like myself. Well, I guess I I've been I've been so inconsistent with comedy. Like really, like this has been like the most consistent. I've seen you off the top. Like, do you yeah. Have a mic? No, not really. Okay. Like, but I, I, I mean, I started going to like another one, like in Bellevue. But really, I only do comedy about two, maybe three times a week, mm-hmm. and then 
Yeah, but I know I definitely would like to do it more. It's just a matter of making myself do it more, like from there. But yeah, yeah, that's how I met you, like through off the top. But yeah, I try to do because I did I did laps like last week. Yeah, I'm like, just gonna talk shit about that place. Yeah, no problem. I fucking hate laughs. Okay, why do you hate laughs? Because Dave Dennison, I'm calling him out right now. Okay. Dave Dennison is a piece of shit. Yeah, that's what um, Stephen May said the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm probably burning some bridges. He's leaving town, so he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. But, so, uh, yeah. That dude never books me anyway, so like whatever. Okay. Uh, he runs that club like an asshole, and it has the downside to it is he does get a good crowd. It's a great club. Yeah. Uh, business wise, he's very smart. Yeah. And uh, well, number money wise, he runs a good club. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. On on the books, he runs a good club. As far as interpersonal relationships, as far as like giving people a fair chance or a chance at all yeah like he's a fucking cocksucker and uh i would still like an opportunity to perform there and if i had to kiss his ring i probably would if he said like you have to you have to do these things for me depending on what they were but like i would probably do it okay to, to get in there i probably would but it doesn't mean he's not an asshole okay got it but yeah no um yeah definitely it's, great club yeah but yeah, I'm definitely still like very, yeah, I'm very, I'm not as consistent as I as I'd like to be. But I mean, through doing, you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to find ways to make myself keep doing it. Well, it's not even that. I mean, I'm just finding more. I'm putting more effort in, mm-hmm. into into doing it. So yeah, uh, that that's a, that's a big thing for me. Well, this is also why, you know, I'm just talking to people like about comedy. I feel like oh yeah, this, this inspires me like to do it more. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the type of thing, like anything else, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. Yes. But it's soul-sucking. Like, it's, <laughs> Well, anything can be soul-sucking. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it, but, like, there's definitely, like, deep bouts of, like, why am I doing this? What the fuck am I doing? Like, if you okay. honestly think this is going to pay out for me, you know, like, in any sort of, like, positive way, or yeah. just, like, wasting my entire life and just like in hopes of this garbage yeah. idea yeah well and well i think well it brings up the question you know what is what is wasting your life like from there from yeah i mean honestly the real answer is not doing it. I, yeah i'd rather do it fail miserably yeah than, like never do it and wonder about it yeah that's no that's the thing and and i mean that's the cliche thing but yeah really at this point in life i want it's like also i don't think yeah. anyone of our generation i yeah. assume you're like a 30 something guy yeah like uh we're not gonna get old. Like yeah. I either think everything yeah. is gonna like in the next like five or ten years, everything is gonna like be magically okay. Like we're gonna figure everything out and like debts canceled, money <laughs> money doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You're alive, yeah, we got you. We're yeah. all in this together, we're gonna figure it out, we're gonna work together, yeah, we're gonna make humanity great. Great, okay. Or it's gonna go the other way yeah. and like everybody's gonna die. Yeah. So, like honestly, I don't care. Yeah, but both ways. Yeah. I am not banking on the yeah. future even a little bit. Oh no, I'm I'm definitely I am definitely with you. I feel like yeah, like a hundred years, maybe not 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 even that. I can definitely see, yeah, society crumbling. And we're yeah. so close to yeah. a civil war right now. Yeah. Like yeah. We're, we're so close to a civil yeah. war right now. Yeah. It's it terrifies me. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's kind of terrifying. I don't know. I'm like I feel like. I don't, know, I feel like I don't want to have to like fight people on a daily basis to get food. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm definitely ready to fight people on a daily basis to get food. Yeah, but yeah. like I don't want to have to like fight you. To, like, yeah. To get a steak. I'm just yeah. Like, I guess you get it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you get it. No. Cool. Yeah. Can I hang out with you to exploit it. Like. I mean, I like you, Jack. <laughs> I would. I mean, if it came between you and a stranger, I'd punch a stranger and then. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. Me. Like, I think yeah. being a comedian in a post-apocalyptic world would be a great benefit because. Yeah. Uh, you know. You're gonna need somebody there to make some jokes to make it. Yeah, to, to lighten up the mood. To lighten up the mood. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I. That's why I think as I train like, I know other comedians in fighting. I'm like, man, I'm just building my post-apocalyptic crew right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, post-apocalyptic <laughs> ninja comedians. Like, yeah. That is the crew I want to run with. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Would is... you? Yeah. Like the the mood the mood's great. We can we yeah. can beat up the people <laughs> to get the food, and you and we're having a riot. Yeah. So yeah, what's what's not? I mean. I'm biased because I'm because I'm in that category. But like I wouldn't I don't want to hang out with those people. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to hang out with a bunch of serious people? I'm like the world's already ended. Yeah. What's the point of being I sad about to, it? I used yeah. to dream about being a prepper and like buying like boxes of food. And okay. Having, like, ammo and all yeah. stuff. Yeah. And just just in case. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was obsessed with it. I never bought anything. But, okay. Like, I thought about it. Like, okay. Price stuff out. Yeah. Uh, and then like it just dawned on me. I was like. I don't want to be left in a world with all these other people who did the same thing. Like, yeah, like, these are crazy people. Yeah, and like, I don't want to. Like, what so, am I doing? Like, what What are you doing? Yeah, like, you, what do I get? Like, it, what do you the, gain out of that? I'm yeah, like, I'm the king of the neighborhood now. <laughs> yeah, like, what does that mean? Like, I, I feel like I want to be there. Yeah, I feel like no. I, I think it was Bill Burr that had this joke of like. I feel like if I if you you know if you put if you like apocalypse prep and you're not that tough you're just saving yeah. more stuff for the for the guy who's gonna kick your ass and then take your sure. stuff and, th- and that's what I thought too I'm like well I just feel if I know how to defend myself I feel like I can like the other things will come through like I feel like yeah. I'll find a guy and then I'll you know take his stuff <laughs> and then, or I don't know he might be cool and then we can yeah. team up and if not I'll I'll take his stuff take it's like shit. it's like back to it's like back to feudal times I feel like. If anything, like I'm pretty well equipped. If we went back to like feudal dark ages, if it came down to like, all right, you have to like actually fight for ownership. I'm like, well, cool, I'm down. But how are you like, with like weapons? Though? Good, actually. I was I was actually I used to be a police officer. What? So I'm pretty good at shooting. You yeah. Used to be a cop. Yes. What? When? Why? When? Like, why? Yeah, I know, right? I used to be a cop. How I was, old are you? I was I'm 28. Okay, and you yeah. used to be a cop. Yes, exactly. Okay. Was, yeah, I was only a cop for like two years. Okay. Yeah. I know, I feel like this is great comedy stuff. I was like, but yeah, I was a cop. I got into the academy. I was, I was a police officer for Seattle PD. But I got into the academy, let's see, about, I was 25. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, I stopped being an officer about 27. Yeah, so it was a real short career. Why did you get yeah. out? What's up? Why did you get out? Why did I get out? Didn't want it. Didn't want yeah. to be one anymore. Yeah. Did they kind of make you do dirty shit? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a good environment. You don't have sure. to name names, but like, we're like, you gotta take this money right now. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, no, there, 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 there was like, Wait, yeah. We all guess. take it. We can't. We're like, we're good. You gotta <laughs> yeah, take. You gotta take. No, no, there was definitely like, okay, the biggest thing is like, oh man, I'm definitely putting my life at risk for people that don't give a fuck about me. Oh, so sure. that that was the biggest thing. I was like, well, fuck that. Yeah. I, I could, you know, like if I feel like the people around me aren't like don't have. Oh, okay. I feel like a job that really has your best interest but when it's like actively putting you in danger i'm like well fuck this i don't, yeah. I don't need this you shit. Any car chases? what's up no car chases are very frowned upon but i have been involved in some high speed things yeah wow you yeah. have any like crazy cop stories uh probably not i could say but yeah there's been some crazy shit that's happened okay yeah, yeah. but I, yeah i didn't 
I guess did I leave on good terms? I thought I feel like my, most of my record has been like expunged or whatever. Okay. So yeah. So take that for what it will. But yeah. Um yeah, so I'm not like I guess the best. I don't think mine was like a typical thing. Uh but I think it was a good experience for sure. But yeah, I can definitely I can yeah, so I can shoot pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I yeah, I grew up shooting guns. Like, yeah. I feel comfortable around guns. Yeah. I can shoot pretty well, I know how to like so I mean knife defense is really a misnomer. You're just gonna get stabbed. But I've definitely practiced a lot with like weapons. But yeah, so I think about fighting well people with knives a lot. Yeah, like, a lot of it's my... just tough. It's like you're gonna you're just gonna get stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my a lot of my thinking power goes to thinking about fighting someone with a knife. Pretty much. I I immediately right, just tell me like okay. let me run you through my scenario. Okay. Okay. Tell me if I'm fucked up or not. Okay. I don't have a knife in this scenario. Okay, you don't have a knife. He's got just like a normal pocket knife, not like a yeah. giant fucking deer gutter. Okay. It's like a, a decent pocket. Okay, knife. so a decent pocket knife. Okay. Yeah. They're holding it with the blade up. Okay. I immediately know that like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like if anybody who's fighting with a knife would hold a blade down, fist out, right? Because then you have way more power and leverage. You could like be, make it more versatile. So if they're holding a the blade up, I'm like this person doesn't really know what they're doing. Actually, blade up is more dangerous because ju- ju- just in terms of like, it's not really these. It's not. It's not like the power. The short, short. It's yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's really about speed, and it's it's just like the way I think about it. It's it's not like cutting a steak. It's yeah. just a matter of puncture because okay. that's really that's really what you're going for. Okay. If you can, pu- it's like putting out a tire essentially. Yeah. If like you, but you don't need to. Just the same thing as this though. Like, no, actually, because like like th- think about this angle. Like you can't really. You you have to do like an upward arc really like from this yeah I mean you can do masturbation yeah like knives but really if someone comes at me like this their arms already up like from there and it's easier to actually like to actually block from there whereas like from this if you try to block then you end up you end up naturally getting in the way of the knife like from there okay my yeah. second thought is I'm gonna take my shirt or a jacket okay okay a jacket yeah. Take wrap it, yeah. Wrap it around my hand. Yes. And then try and like grab their knife hand, just like bundle it up, and then do something with like that's my. Yeah. Thought. That's not necessarily that's better than the first one, but I think for that one, I think you're better off really just wrapping one arm, and then hope and then catching the knife with it. Okay. Like from there, because more likely, more likely, especially if it's a jacket, it's just gonna get stuck. And and then the knife is out of play. That's what because, I want. Yeah. That's yeah. What I want. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you if the... you try to wrapping it, then you end up just like really entangling yourself in them and now they're in close proximity of you right like, you, yeah like, wrap their hand with it like do that and then like just a lot of experience trying to handcuff people it's hard to get people's hands really okay yeah okay i can see that uh hopefully i never have to figure this out. yeah uh but i think about knife fighting a lot okay that's good well that's already a step ahead yeah like people that don't think about it at all yeah I'm never not aware that if I have a hot coffee in my hand, that's a great but, weapon. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, I've had a few instances, like, the last fight I got into was in middle school. Okay. Like, like, I've had a few instances where, like, people have been in my face. Yeah. Or whatever. Even I think like, situational awareness is just the first thing. A lot of people yeah. are very, especially now, nowadays, everyone, everyone's, phone, has exactly. Yeah. I feel like, man, if I really wanted to, I could fuck up a majority of people without them even knowing. Oh, for I sure. Think. Yeah. Uh, well, anyone could. Yeah. yeah. But, like, there's been a few times where, like, I see something happen or whatever, just, like, pop the top of my coffee. Yeah. In the morning. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, all right, whatever. Like, put your hand on me and you get a hot cup of coffee yeah. in the face. And, like, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. 
De definitely. Like, yeah, just, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be. My dad was really big into like uh, teaching me projected mental violence. Okay. I, it fucked me. I, I, like, I, like how so? Like, I've like, son, you gotta be ready to kill. Yeah. Oh, like that? I, okay. Yeah, I've like, yeah. I had to like turn it off. Okay. And like, it's hard for me to turn that off. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, he, my dad was like, every single man you see is your enemy. Yeah. You have to have a plan to kill everyone you meet. Okay. And uh, like, he would tell me other not not like the worst thing to say, but I guess I could definitely, I could definitely shave somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, well, what was your dad's background? Why was he so ready to kill people? Uh, his he was raised by his grandfather, who was a World War II tank commander. Okay, well that'll do it. Yeah. Okay. And like yeah. I think that that had a lot to do with yeah. it. Son, you <laughs> gotta get ready to kill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he told me not to be a bully. He made me not a bully. Like, yeah. He was very anti-bully. He was like, if you see somebody bullying somebody, you have to get in there and stop yeah. that. Okay. And so he was like, okay, so he had like morals, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. be ready though. Be ready to, to kill fuck someone up yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so he, I think I would teach like my children kind of the same thing. He had this thing called projected mental violence. Okay. Where if you are just walking down the street and every person you see and you're just thinking about gouging their eyes out. Yeah. Or like punching them in their throat. Yeah. And just fucking them up. Yeah. Like mentally mad. Get, get ready to like do yeah. violence upon just them. Just like yeah. mentally projecting. Yeah. That you're doing violence to them. Like yeah. they can pick that up. Okay. Just like they can feel that energy and they're way less likely to do anything. Oh, okay. And like it it make it, it bundles you in armor. Yeah. And like keeps people at bay from like huh, it isolates you. Like, okay. It works well. Okay. But it isolates you. Huh. And I've had to learn how to like dial that way back. Okay. Okay. But uh, it I I definitely feel like it works too though. If you just like walk down the street just like mentally visualizing fucking everybody up like biting someone's nose off you mm -hmm. know what i mean just like jamming a pen in someone's ear and someone, okay like yeah people pick that up around yeah they, they pick up that kind of okay yeah. no I, I can definitely see that or i can definitely feel that we'll just know it being in lots of instances of yeah. violence you can actually you can sense tension mm -hmm. for sure like you can actually sense it like in in the air or like or just yeah, around it's, you it's, you read that and it's just tense yeah yeah, yeah. Like I just yeah just like any like in every tense situation like you know how they talk about that, uh you know like cutting tension with a knife but yeah, it, yeah. the air is actually thick yeah like sure. from there like you feel that negative energy or not even negative but you feel that tense nervous energy like around for sure yeah so yeah so I think I think that's a real thing but I think it's yeah getting ready to do violence on somebody yeah that's a necessary thing I feel like. Well, and I feel like I'm so deep, kind of desensitized to like violence in that kind of sense. It's like I don't even really see people; I just see targets. <laughs> like so. Yeah. That's yeah. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of problem. Yeah. Oh. But I, I, I get what you're saying. With that said, like I, the last fight I was in was in middle school. Yeah. Like, I've taken a few classes here yeah. and there, but like I don't know shit. Yeah. I know enough to know that. That you don't know shit. That I don't know yeah. shit. And yeah. That someone who knows a little bit can like. Someone who knows nothing. Oh, time. considerably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I feel like I know just enough to where if I have to, to not be the new. If yeah. I have to fight someone who's like had just as much training or no training, like yeah. I feel confident in myself. Yeah. But like someone who's just like a blue belt is gonna like ruin me. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the first, the one of the first things, or I guess no one, 
you just have to be willing to do violence on somebody i mm. think i feel like it's just like because some people like kind of like you and how not wanting to do comedy some you almost need to like tell someone they can do violence oh, you, sure. you, you yeah. see what i mean but i feel like the person who doesn't need that is gonna do well it's like i mean just like anything like in any in a like a street fighter or like a dangerous encounter if you're the one to, who acts first you have a higher chance of winning right like from, or if you're just ready to act from there yeah you have a greater chance of like maybe not winning like getting doing more damage and not getting as much damage in yeah. terms of in, in exchange i don't know my parents used to tell me crazy shit just like okay. my mom would like wait what's your mom's background <laughs> uh hillbilly hillbilly okay yeah. so uh, hill okay so both well yeah both from alabama essentially yeah, yeah. uh well, my mom you know she'd be like you know you're gonna attack somebody where do you go what, what do you do you it was like my sister making me like, yeah. like repeat it back. Like, yeah. Eyes, throat, nose. Yeah. Eyes, throat, yeah. Throat, ears. throat, nose. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, that was just like something like ingrained into me as a child. Yeah. Eyes, throat, nose, ears. That's good. And just like, I guess I just shows how I'm a sociopath. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Good parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never, like I said, I've never had to use it, but like, I'd gather But, but see, no, like, exactly. It's like, <laughs> you're already a step ahead. Like, yeah. I mean, just. Yeah, just getting ready to just scoop someone's eyes or you know smash someone's nose. Or, if yeah, in the real world yeah. someone made me fight, like like this is going down, like I can't talk my way out, I can't get like yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Like yeah, like I'm not like this. Yeah. This isn't a fight. Like this yeah, is, this is a, this is a, a death yeah. a death scenario. Like, yeah, that's how I approach. Like whether I do or not, I yeah. guess it's dependent. But it's like, just you're ready for it. I'm going. To I feel like it. a lot of people are not ready for that. Yeah. Like from there. But yeah. I hope to never have to get. To that place yeah to that point yeah right. yeah so far so good yeah but it's better to be ready for it than, than i mean i guess now i sound like your parents better yeah. to be ready for it yeah yeah but uh because you know it's it's like the same thing it's like i don't know if it was a like bruce lee quote but it's like you know better to be a warrior in a garden than a than a gardener in a war for sure well yeah because yeah. yeah he you're like oh shit yeah but um yeah well i just think of all the because uh, I've seen a lot of, I don't know if I would call them street fights. I've seen a lot of assaults in public. Okay. So it's like, yeah, like a lot of people just don't see that shit coming. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing, too. Someone yeah. just runs up on you and punches you in the face. Yeah. Now your head bounces, now, now head bounces off. off. Yeah. You're dead. You know, yeah. Like, it's just that fast, that easy. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't have time to do anything. But to be fair, though, like, why? how did you let someone break your personal bubble that fast? I really just run up. Yeah. Like, someone's talking yeah. to you here, and you're yeah. focused on them. Focus on them. Runs up and just bombs. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that is true. I have seen that. Where just someone so, yeah. just walks up behind you, hits you in the head with, like, a pipe. Or yeah, a with a pipe, and then just, like... yeah, they're just dead. But then it acts as, like, no matter of preparation really help you for right, that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, could, it could both not matter, but what if it did, though? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's better to, like, have it than, yeah, I, well, bias for sure, since I'm the one that does have that knowledge. So, yeah. So like what level are you? Like me, what level? I don't know. Like what? A, a violence wise? Or like black belt? I don't even oh, know. black belt? No, that's the thing. I, to, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really big into rankings. I mean, I just, I just, okay. I just like fighting. That's the way I look at it. Okay. Because especially like I, I was fortunate to be in a bunch of uh martial arts that didn't have like belts, and okay. then that's kind of like the way I like it. I'm like, 
Because I that. So I've been like, uh, you know, I started boxing when I was young. I was I was like about five years old. I started like wrestling when I moved to the states. It's about ten years old. And that's the thing with like, there's no black belt boxing. There's no black belt in wrestling. Okay. Yeah. And you you just you're just like either you're a good just, wrestler or yeah. a good boxer or you suck. So that I was just like trying not to suck. That's that that's why I just look at martial arts in general. And then I got into uh. You know, kickboxing, like Muay Thai, uh, submission wrestling. So, like, wrestling with, like, submission holds. And then uh, I guess I do kind of do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I, I'd say consider myself more of, like, a wrestler or, like, a submission wrestler mm-hmm. and that kind of sense. Because I'm just not really big on, like, rankings. Because I feel like just because you're ranked doesn't doesn't really mean shit. Because, yeah. like, like, you know, anyone can catch anybody. Like, from there, like, the, I, sh- I, don't, I don't, I'm not gonna hold rank i feel like holding rank is so stupid what's up you think you fuck Joe Rogan? i don't know maybe i mean but that's the thing <laughs> I, I don't care like i'm ready i'm ready to try it yeah, but it's like when i'm not i'm not it's not my ranking that's gonna do it it's me well, right. that's the way i look at it. i'm like yeah. it's not it's not it's not my his ranking versus mine it's like me I mean, versus he's, him he's like yeah oh no he's real good he's like yeah. a black belt in grappling for sure yeah. or a black belt in uh jujitsu but yeah and then spent a lot of years like doing that and I don't know, I feel like also when you fight somebody, it's not, I'm not worried about the other person, I'm really just worried about me mm-hmm. at that sense, because like, that's all I can control, like from there. I mean, yeah, like there are things like that they see, but I feel like, yeah, fighting for me is a physical debate. That's the way I look at it. Like the thing, only thing I can shore up is what I do, mm-hmm. like from there. So that's why I'm not big into rankings. I'm not big into like, I guess like, yeah, like say, oh, I'm blah, 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 rank. Like that's why I don't. I'm just like I just like fighting and I'm like Who if you want to compete. What's up? Who got you? I got I st- my grandfather got me into boxing. And was he a boxer? He was a boxer. I both my grandfathers were boxers actually. Was they note? What's up? Like, uh in the Philippines I guess they were kind of known, but no, not, not, I guess they were kind of. I mean they were I guess professional whatever that, yeah. but they weren't like you know notable okay. for sure. But um yeah, but you know learned boxing like from them. Really enjoyed it. Um. And then, yeah. Did they ever fight each other? What's up? Yeah, actually, my grandfathers actually did fight each other. Which yeah. one won? It was um, I forget. I think I think because I think they fought like six or seven times or okay. something like that. But I forget what the records were crazy. against each other. I know it was pretty crazy, but it's just yeah. And it's funny because they're both known, kind of have like similar. I think one one of them's like name was like. Iron Head, another one's name was like Stone Hands, so they, <laughs> they kind of like nullified each other, like from there. But um, yeah, so I think because I think one of them was like old. I think because my my mom's father, my so my maternal grandfather was older, mm-hmm. like from there. But so I learned mainly from my from my from my paternal grandfather, from my dad's dad. But it was weird because my, even though my maternal grandfather, well, I guess they my, so my grandfather on my dad's side was a avid, was like a smoker. So he had like emphysema, mm-hmm. but for some reason, yeah, but he still trained me in like some ways, like from there. But it was, uh, it was, he was real limited in what he could, but he was really good at, at what, at what he could do. So yeah, from there, that's how that, that's, so that's how that started and then uh i remember my parents made me stop boxing when i was i think i was like eight or something because it's too violent you know we don't want you to get to like become a fighter or anything like that and then uh let's see i kind of i missed it for sure and then i always had an inkling to keep doing fighting so i remember i just 
I remember I found wrestling when we moved here to the States. I'm like, oh, this is this is individual. I get to, you know, I get to have combat against somebody. I'm like, oh, I definitely like this. I like this instance. Mm. And then yeah, felt like felt very passionate about that. And then yeah, then ended up finding MMA when I was in high school. And then yeah, still doing it. Yeah, so that's pretty much my that's pretty much my fighting journey. Which I think I've shared so many times on this podcast already. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. And now you teach. Yep, and now I teach. But I then still train. But yeah, then that's the thing. I feel like just because I teach doesn't I'm a big proponent of uh, a teacher really only being able to guide you, not really give you the knowledge. Like from the I'm really guiding you to teach yourself. Okay. Because really you're the only one that knows your own body. Right. And you're the only one that's really going to be able to work, find what works for you. Because even though I learned from others, they didn't direct, it's not like a direct extraction. It's not like, you know, moving files from a computer. It's just like, I took what worked for them and made it work for me. It's not an exact transcription. Right. Like from there. I feel like because your fighting is just like, I feel it's just like your handwriting. That's the way I look at it. Like even though you know a punch is a punch, a kick is a kick, but the so way you weird. punch and the way you kick is gonna be okay. different. Like the way you throw a punch is gonna be slightly different than the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it looks like you know it's like you do an A. Everyone knows what an A is, right? But the way you do, you write your A is gonna be slightly different than how someone else does it. So that's the way I look at fighting too. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I like that analogy. Yeah. And that's how it turns the style. Because think about it, there's so many movements one can do in a fight. So everyone has a distinct fighting style, whether they know it or not. And that's why I think, you know, a big proponent or a lot of people don't think about in terms of fighting is personality. It's like, because your personality is going to dictate how you move and that's going to dictate your style, whether you know it or not. So that's why two uh, people, even though they were trained the same way, just because of how their, I uh, know, their personas or how their personalities are is going to dictate differently how they fight from there. Yeah. Hmm. What do you mean? Like, how is that, like, we're two personalities, like how? How are they different? Okay, so like for example, like I so I train, you know, I train with like a, I saw a lot of sparring partners. I have a lot, of, you know, training partners that I know, and I know like I know like about them. Like I know, oh, maybe this person's like pretty patient, or maybe this person, you know, is impatient, and I know that's how that just knowing that you know phase in life, that's how they're gonna act in a fight. Like from there, they okay. they they can't they can't fight tight. They're gonna like. Really, like fighting shows truth. Fighting shows like what they really think, like from there. So if someone's impatient, I mean it could be, but you know, but someone's like typically if someone's impatient in real life, they're gonna be impatient when they're fighting, like from there. Or if like someone, if I know someone's like a strong, you know, character, they're gonna be strong, in, you know, in, in that fighting sequence, as well. So like you know how they live their life is really a, it's like fighting is like kind of a microcosm for how they, for how for how they are, like from there. Uh, like cases where like I know this guy who was like really uh he was like really intense and then could um but then really lazy in other things. So and it was no surprise to me like in fighting that he was like super good for like a short amount of time but then faltered off extremely quickly. Okay. Whereas I knew another guy who was extremely consistent and stuff. So I know even though he retired as well he's still doing it like he's still vastly involved even though him and like the first guy were training at around the same time 
one is still in considerably great shape while the other one is not. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I could tell, I could have told you that 10 years ago when they first started. Just knowing their personalities. Like, that's the way they're going to fight, and that's the way they're going to live their lives. Like, from there. Yeah. How long have you been teaching? I've been teaching, let's see, seven years. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's your master? Who's my master? I guess, like, yeah, so my coach is uh, Matt Hume, who's, uh, yeah, a Seattle, Seattle native. So, yeah, he's, he's well-known <laughs> in, uh, in mixed martial arts. But, uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I started training underneath him. Really, like when I started MMA, and still do, and still learn like so much, like from there. But really, I learned from like you know pretty much anyone I train with, because you know I think you can ex- there's you can learn, you can learn from anybody whether mm-hmm. whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, right. I feel like sometimes, if anything, sometimes knowing what you don't want is an important thing too. Absolutely. I feel like that's it's like I call them like anti role models. Sometimes like those those are the best because yeah. now you see like oh. That's what I don't want in my life. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, I feel like... Because remember, I used to... very important people. You gotta, yes. You got to recognize those teachers, too. Oh, yeah. I feel like, the, yeah, I think the, the, those are some of the great teachers. Because you're like, oh, shit, that guy's life is horrible. Yeah. I don't need that shit. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. Exactly. And they're like, okay, what's he doing that keeps putting them in that situation? I don't need any of that then, shit. Yeah. I see, like, when I go to live comedy, yeah. I see, like, somebody's been doing it for, like, 15 years or yeah. 20 years or yeah. whatever. There's like ten people in the audience, yeah, and they're like not doing great, or like the yeah. material's like kind of old and cheesy. And yeah, like, it's like this sucks. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? No, no, no. Like, but I don't know that. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be that. And I think yeah. I think that's a useful thing too. Yeah. And it's also useful to see, okay, what did that person do to get there? Yeah. And like breaking that down because that's what I'm curious too. But yeah, and I and I think that's yeah, I th- I think that's very. Yes. Oh, you're so judgmental. I'm like, no, you gotta be. Like, you gotta break that down, cause like, your your self worth or your like what you do, uh, should dictate you know what you're like, where 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 you're going. So like, if you're going nowhere, there's a reason. Right. It's like, well, yeah. You, you first have to realize that you're yeah. going nowhere. Yes, exactly. But if you don't, that's how you end up going nowhere. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people. A boat that goes in circles. Like, it seems like you're going somewhere, but you're not. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that. I mean, I get stuck in those circles. Yeah. But comedy gives me that, like, drive to do more. You know what I mean? I think that's good. Yeah. I think finding something that makes you feel alive is an important thing. And I think finding something, like, for me, I mean, finding something that makes me, I always want to be outside my comfort zone. Yeah. But still improving. Because I feel like outside my comfort zone, that's like, I look at oh, that's me climbing a higher step. That's why I feel uncomfortable. Like, from because I'm going higher. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'm not pushing my, if I'm not uncomfortable, I'm doing something too easy. I'm doing something oh, that's yeah, I, not pushing me. I do that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, I love the feeling of, like, leveling up. Yes. Yes, for sure. Getting right. those experience points. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I view it. I kind of just view life as, a, as like, a video game. Yeah. And... I think I think that's a, that's a great metaphor for it, if anything. I mean, that's why... Yeah, like level actually leveling up, I think, and just like anything, like as your character, as your character gets like more experience, it gets relatively harder to ex- level up in things. Sure. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the model of going after life. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important to like be aware of that and like notice when you level up. And yeah. Like, okay, I fucking just leveled up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like when I play music too, and so yeah. like, you can 
tangibly see the skills and like improving. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I just, all right, I'm like, I just, I leveled up. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. I did yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, it's a great feeling. Yes. It's a, yeah, it's a very satisfying feeling for sure. Yeah. So I guess like what, um, so what ways are you trying to do, are you trying to level up in comedy? Yeah. Uh, for me, like my two immediate goals are I've been super slacking on video recording myself. Yeah. And I need to get really better at that so I can start getting better shows and just get off open mics. Cause like yeah. when I was back east, I was yeah. doing like show shows. Yeah. And I was just like super lazy and didn't film myself enough. Yeah. So when I moved out here, I basically you had like no no recordings. No yeah. I yeah. Had to like start over. Hey, believe me, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, it was so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but it's like realizing, okay. So, so anybody who's saying anything about doing this, like, hey, record yourself. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you know you're moving to a new city, like, record the shit out of yourself before yeah. you go, so you come with something. Yeah. Uh, I wish I'd done that. But, no, that's that's good. Uh, Makes so me now, think I gotta record myself too. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm getting back on the video recording and start submitting, and I want to start next, probably fall and winter. Uh, I want to start really trying to get on some festivals. Okay, those the comedy my, festivals. Yeah, those okay. are like my kind of two major goals. Okay. Probably not summer ones, maybe summer ones, but probably fall and winter. Okay, like what about fall and winter? Like, is it just like, you just trying to get more recordings? Well, give me more time. Okay. Uh, but also, I feel like comedy does better in the fall and winter. Okay. Because people don't are less likely to be outside. Yeah. And, also, they're more likely to be inside and watching doing, comedy. Doing something. Yeah. You know, get out of the house, but still inside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, I've got some other goals, but, you know, that's kind of like my two major things. Like two major things. Okay. Uh, I also just have to keep reminding myself I've only been in Seattle for like nine months. Yeah, nine yeah. months. And that's yeah. Not a very long amount of time. Yeah. And like, I'm, from where I was nine months ago to where I am now, like in terms of not necessarily my comedy, but definitely also my comedy. Yeah. Uh, I'm way better. Nice. I, I came from like getting five to ten minutes of whack, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I definitely shouldn't have been getting ten minutes. Like now, I can see that. Like I appreciated it back then, and like yeah. I did well. It was fine. Like I can, yeah. I, I can still run the ten minutes no problem. Yeah. But I really think three minute slots are the best at making at making discipline. Yeah. Because like. They make you cut all the bullshit off. You gotta get straight to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I've been running like my jokes that I've been doing for you know, the jokes I've been keeping for five years. Yeah. Uh, I've been running them through the three minute mill. Yeah. And trimming it down, trimming it down. Yeah. Seeing how they fit together. Yeah. Now. Like, yeah. I've definitely got like. It's ma- it's made you sharper. Like, yeah. From that. Yeah. Sharper, tighter. Yeah. Like, it, the, I hated the three minutes when I first got here. I was like, I'm yeah. fucking used to doing like five to seven every night. Like, yeah. what's the fuck? Like, yeah. Now I see the benefit of it. It makes yeah. sense. I'm, yeah. And it's I, making the most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's good to do it that way. It's like, you know, there's eight people in your scene, like five minutes makes more sense because you want to like eat up more time. Yeah. Like, like you're letting people keep more fat on the bone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think I think that's a, I think I think that's a really good like realization, like from there. But okay, so what about um? Oh, let's talk about like your podcast. Yeah, but why? So what's uh, what's 
what's that about? Basically this. Basically this. Oh, basically <laughs> yeah. what we're doing. So this is yeah. this is well I, an episode of Pancreation Velocity, also an episode of Yeah, but why? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, we jump all over. I like conspiracy theory, I like time travel, like that. Yeah. Just because they're unhappy. Okay. Uh, it focuses on comedy. Okay. Where <clears throat> I try and get like you know to know. To know my peers, like yeah. to get like a better inside view of like who this person is, not just yeah. like who they are on stage, but like yeah. who's behind the curtain. True. Yeah. And that's uh, no, I think like knowing, I know, yeah, because that, I mean, that's one thing, yeah, for me too. But I and I think knowing somebody, because the way I think, like, one of the key things I, th- I feel for me, like being on stage is like, to be to get all right it's like it's connecting to the audience and i think it's showing yeah. them like who you are right away if they don't know you like from there and i think that's one thing that's uh i don't know that that's important i feel like in like uh i guess when people talk about voice or talk about uh understand what your voice is i think it's like realizing who your real character is and then yeah. being able to project that in figuring out who you are is yeah pretty hard yes uh, it just doesn't come to oh that's who i am right no like, it, and comedy's great at like peeling back the layers and yes. like really letting you self examine and like figure out who the fuck you are and what yeah. is funny. Uh, yeah. And just the time I've been here I've like really peeled back some layers and like, you know, like, okay, what works about this joke? What isn't about this joke? Yeah. Is that me saying it is funny? Yeah. Like, no i think yeah really looking into yourself is is the key thing and like realizing that's because you know because you're realizing that you're really not that unique you're really not that original lots of people think the way you think no and that's what's fun but that's what's funny exactly because i think one uh one great quote i always remember like a friend of mine he told me that the more uh the more unique or personal you think a problem is the more universal it actually is and i think that's so true yeah up on stage talking about these unique problems that only you have no one's gonna relate to you yeah what the fuck like yeah talk about your dick yeah 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 Yeah. Um, what do you think is unique is actually very yeah you, you know and i think it's also i think it's yeah peeling back the almost like you know kind of what you brought up like you didn't uh you thought you need permission to do comedy it's like that it's like peeling back no you don't need permission to say you can you can say it yeah like from and that's what's and that's what makes it you know that's what makes it you like because like your version and your well, like willingness to say it with, like, the yeah. Like, yeah if we both if you wrote a joke and I wrote a joke and we both read them on stage, like it would be funnier for different reasons yeah. based on who said it because like yeah. my voice is different, I'm gonna yeah. do a different hand gesture, I'm gonna look at it in a different yeah. way. Like yeah. all and that it, shit matters. Yeah. Exactly. And it comes down to like both of us living different lives. Right. Even though we're both I don't know, we're both on stage or we both would be on stage at a given time. Right. Our lives leading up to it were different. Right. And that's what shaped it. Like from there. And yeah. that's what people wanna see is like Yes the relatable but also the unique perspective exactly like we're all looking at the same shit yeah and just like it's like what makes your lens a little different yes yeah that's what people want and then i think it's celebrating that difference yeah sure. i think that's what comedy is yeah and then you get people who are just like you know that's too far and what's too far I yeah mean, yeah the too far exists i think yeah. but uh but I think people are shortening it so so much now. Like what 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 is far? Yeah. Perhaps. I yeah. I also think the the skill and ability to thread that needle is 
few and far between. Yeah. Like you can say whatever you want. I think I think the, like, the goal yeah. is to make it funny. If you can't make yeah. it funny, like it's not really like what are you doing? I know. I think I think well the way I look at that, it's like yeah, some people go far just for the sake of going far, and that's and that's what falls flat. Yeah. Because I feel like the point of going far is getting a bridge. Yeah, it's like it's like getting that connection. Absolutely. Like, you can, yeah, yeah, if you can jump from one side to the other, yeah. like, and make people come with you, yeah, land on the other side, yeah, like, that's great. Exactly. That that's parkour. Yeah. Everyone wants to get to the other side. If you just jump a hell of long ways and like fall and and everybody came with you, yeah, like, yeah, come on. Well, well what the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I could have. Well, I think that's the thing because it doesn't take skill. You're like, I could have done this. I could have said that and fallen flat. Yeah. But, like, to be able to do that and finesse your way into, a, into like, a, into a point, I think that's where the skill, that's where the magic, you know, comes in. Because that's where the prestige is. Because not everyone can do that. You have to also yeah. make it <clears> – <throat> everyone knows – no, I'll take it back. Everyone doesn't know. Yeah. A, a lot of people know – that you're doing bits. You you wrote this out. You figured it out. Like this yeah. is this might not be the first time you even said this. On yeah. Yeah. And but you gotta make it seem like it is. You gotta yes. make it seem like you're coming up with a shit like. It's like it's yeah yeah no I I know what you say. It's like that guise of organic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the real test of a good comedian because like you see all these like new comics coming up and like the jokes aren't bad. Yeah. The, it's funny. They're a funny yeah. person. But, yeah. Like, they're literally just like wrote it all word for word yeah. out on a piece of paper. Yeah. They photocopied that piece yeah. of paper in their head and they're just reading it. Mm-hmm. And like it comes across that way. Yeah. And it's not funny. No, no, no. I know, I know what you mean. It's, it's, there's totally the same thing in that in fighting. It's like being too rote. Yeah. It's being too robotic. It's being very stiff. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you can tell when someone's being natural, but the naturalness is the fakeness right. like from there because it is a prepared bit. Like from there, but like the guise of it being natural is what's, is is what's uh, is what's elegant about it. Mm-hmm. Because anyone, yeah, because anyone can go there like read word for word. There's no oh, skill really in that. Yeah. Actually read. read yeah. I hate, and like. Yeah. If you make it your whole bit, that's fine. That's whatever. But yeah. If you're just up there checking notes because you can't remember what you want to say. Yeah. Get the fuck off. Yeah. Like, get the fuck off. If yeah. like you can make this a part of your act. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. But like. Just like, oh, what do I want to talk about? And well, like, let's go to this one. Yeah, like, no. Boy, and I was like, what, what are we having a PowerPoint conference? Like, like stop yeah. it. Like, no one's interested in it. That's not engaging at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think it goes back to the skill. It's like anyone, like, yeah, you can do any, any person can just step up and say a bunch of stuff that they think is funny. It's the matter of delivery and the way that you say it mm-hmm. and the memorization and the, the, yeah, the naturalness, quote unquote, is what's, is, it's what makes it funnier, like from there. Yeah, part of that magic, if you will. Well, yeah. It's like the same thing, like you can punch in a vacuum. People, some people can punch pretty well in a vacuum, but like to put that same sequence in a fight is totally different. Right. Because there's no, there's a lot of non really technical punches that land in fights, you know, and that that happens because, you know, it's a chaotic situation, you know. It's, it's, it's delved into the many infinite variables that could happen in the combat and i think that's the same thing when you're put on stage like you can there's there's a vacuum of writing you know where you're trying to get a point across yeah i mean you don't even know if a joke works until you get exactly go up and yeah do like oh shit that worked yeah Yeah. because it's a different it's a different kind of practice you can get to a point where like you generally know 
what's funny. Like, yeah. If it's funny to you, it is funny. Yeah. But you just have to make the audience agree with you. Agree with you that it's funny. Yeah. It is. It's, once, it's like a debate. You're like, all right, here are my points. Right. Like from here. I mean, if you think it's yeah. funny, it yeah. is funny. Yeah. But you just got to make it. It's not making that connection. You're going, you're, yeah. you're like, all right, got to get this bridge. Like, from here. Then that's yeah. where people fall flat. Yes. Because it's hard. It's not It's not that simple to make that bridge. Right. Like from there. And then the hecklers. You don't really get too many negative hecklers. You get positive hecklers. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, like are almost worse than negative <laughs> Like, they like, like, think well, they, they think they're helping, but in essence but then that's the thing it's almost like charity work you're like why do you think you need to help well, like, people yeah, from but there? Just like, yeah my dad like, oh, okay you I, could i had a con like he's never seen me before yeah i don't know if i want to uh, okay but he was like we had a conversation where he was like you know he he was explaining to me that he he likes to heckle and like he likes to help him like yeah no one thinks you're helping like, yeah like no, people have built entire careers off it, and like. I th- I think that's no. a I think that's a very selfish thing. Oh, it's so yeah. yeah that's my guess. Oh, this person needs but, this like, person needs my help. Yeah. But it's just like. Don't like why are you like who yeah. are you like why yeah. are, why are you talking about it? This isn't a conversation. I I I get the, it's like the same thing of like people going to different countries and helping people build houses. Yeah. And that kind of thing. It's like oh you're you're just you're just showcasing that you're a helpful person like, that you're not really helpful. Like right. you're just you're just doing that to make it look like you're helpful, yeah. Yeah. But then again, I I shot a bunch of things. But yeah. yeah. It it yeah. like it blows my mind. Like I would almost prefer someone to yell out like "fuck you" or like you know what I mean like you can deal with that. But like if someone <laughs> you suck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can address that. You can yeah. deal with that. But like when someone's like just like like yeah fuck that you're like oh fuck yeah yeah Yeah." man yeah you look like the asshole if you're like shut up yeah you're ruining this yeah like oh fucking yeah man that's so right like okay well i'm glad you're on board but like (laughs) and i I didn't say this to have people like yell in agreement with me and uh it's such a weird art form too because it's just like okay Everyone just listen to me now. I'm just yeah. going to talk. Everyone uh, shut up. Yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to talk. I'm talking now. Yeah. And uh, just listen to what I'm saying. Listen very intently to what I'm saying. <laughs> it's so it's so dumb. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yes. But it's the only thing that matters. Yeah. For me. What <laughs> else I think? It's the... It's the high, it's, it's the high and, and the low point. Like, for sure. I feel like... Cause, well, if there was no risk then what would the reward would the reward yeah. be even be that great that's why i think that's why they're i mean i'm oh, like yeah. on the verge of like becoming like a comedy monk okay yeah uh, of just doing comedy like, yeah i'm gonna pretty soon buy a van i'm gonna turn into my house okay i'm just gonna live in there by myself okay and uh, i'm not gonna pay rent and i'm just gonna do more comedy and write more yeah and just like open myself up to more opportunities to just yeah just doing comedy yeah. okay yeah that's cool. that's insane that's insane that's, that i'm like 30, I, I'm 35 yeah. years old today, yeah yeah and i'm like i'm gonna move oh into a, happy almost birthday yeah. i'm gonna move into a car yeah i'm gonna get divorced for a second time I'm yeah move into a car, a third time's a charm and yeah. i'm gonna pursue this ridiculous dream of being a clown yeah i mean it's ridiculous when you say it like that but it makes sense to you right 
No, I mean, it, as much as anything else. It's the only Inve- thing that yeah. doesn't make me want to kill myself. Uh, see, I think that I think that's the thing. I mean, I guess I'm just enabling you in this in this thing. But <laughs> I mean, to be honest, yeah, yeah. jo- like like I like my job now just fine. Like, yeah. Well enough. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have to. No, that, that's the yeah. thing. I feel like no, I, I totally agree. I feel like the. What what I'm aiming to do is I'm just trying to find problems that I want to deal with, and that's that's the thing I feel like uh, doing. You teach full time, right? Like What's that, up? That's your deal. No, I teach full time, but I uh, but I also uh, I also work like part time at a restaurant. Okay. Like from there, and I don't really like that at all. Yeah. But I just do it because you know it gets me more money, right. and then to you know live my life. But I would what I would like to do is just do full time, yeah, just teach, and then also yeah also do comedy like from there like that that'd be nice or do this podcast yeah like from there but it's like finding ways like there's no easy way to do the things you want it's just like finessing your way to make it and more viable committing, yeah just committing 100 percent yeah and putting in time exactly because like half-assing it you're like but no no i think no that's that's why when you say oh yeah doing that and doing comedy full time i think that's good because like that's how you get further in your goals like yeah. it sounds crazy to the outsider but like the outsider doesn't know what you're going for you know so it's like well who the Here's, fuck knows my, yeah. my, maybe not my biggest fear by any means but a, a frequent thought i have is yeah like, i'm gonna i'm gonna make it i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking make it. okay so that okay and then like i'm on the precipice of making it yeah and th- there's nuclear war or okay it's like some like a major yeah. earthquake that destroys everything. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or, or, oh, and also, and it, it doesn't matter. It, it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm like so glad I just like worked as fucking yeah. hard as I did yeah. to get here. Like, yeah. Oh, Netflix doesn't exist anymore. And yeah. Like, the oh, zombie apocalypse happens yeah. and oh, the oh, currency is cool. meaningless. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I put all this effort into yeah. being a clown instead of anything useful. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, I would, I'd respect you. And, and then it goes back into the, yeah. you know. That can happen tomorrow, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, I, yeah, and, then, and also, you know, you're a clown I appreciate, so you'd be you'd be able to be along with my traveling rogue yeah, adventures. I can be, I can be yeah. in your tribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to carry around on, like, a... <laughs> on a chair yeah no nah, no nah, that's stupid he's the boss like, yeah <laughs> it's what he wanted uh nah i think yeah i feel like nah i'm a very very like hands-on i, I in, ter- in terms of that kind of thing in terms i feel like such i feel like i've been preparing for the apocalypse my whole life yeah like i just have like i've got a pretty good mental breakdown of like yeah i think i know what about what i would do yeah, okay uh it's changed since moving out here a little bit. Yeah. Well, because circuit, well, like, a different environment. I don't know anybody. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Uh, I know how to sail well enough. Oh, good. Where I think I would That'd be useful. I don't know how to sail. I think yeah. I would just get on a boat and go to one of the islands out in the bay. Okay. Out there. And yeah. And just be like, I don't know anybody here, but I'll work. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll hang out with you guys. I feel like an island is going to be where you want to be. Yeah. No. I think so, yeah. Just that barrier from other people. Yeah. Like I think, I think really I think guarded. Yeah, uh, you could. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, you can get like a, a sense of like the perimeter. Yeah. Like, from there, and you can see if someone's like trying to come in. Yeah, I think. I think. I think that'd be good. Good plan. As we broadcast it out. Yeah. In the public way. I mean, yeah. Get to an island. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. I, I I feel like I've been planning for the apocalypse my entire life. But I think it's I think you should. It's just like you know your I whole cl- projected violence kind I of have thing. Clothes. Yeah ready to, i have an outfit prepared you know what i mean like that's that's how i prepare yeah like, I've got an i get an outfit ready i get, I get yeah. Outfit ready. yeah i have like uh i mean 
my clothes are already are always in boxes anyway. I don't yeah. need that much. I'm ready there, and I got tools and weapons, and that's pretty much you have it. Swords. Yeah. What's up? You have swords. I mean, yeah, I got swords right there, but um, no, I don't. I don't really need them. But, oh, real swords? I don't, I don't see your swords. So. What's up? Oh, no, I was, I was joking. Oh, okay. I, don't have, I don't have swords. I saw oh, swords okay. are pretty practical weapons. But, yeah. What? How, yeah. How? What's up? They were used for so long. Yeah, they were used for so long back when everyone else was using swords. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like a samurai sword could be like a, like a katana could be a pretty sweet weapon. No, no, no. Not against a gun. No, 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 I know. It'd be sweet, but no, in terms of like sneak attack somebody, I'd rather like, have oh. that you know pocket knife and then yeah. just stab him to death sure yeah i mean yeah you got that little samurai like yeah the, i don't know what they call those yeah but I, well, I know what you're talking about like a like a small like, yeah yeah like that for yeah. uh haki ha, harikari or whatever yeah, yeah sepoku but um yeah i'm um, woefully underprepared for the apocalypse but i'm mentally but you're mentally prepared which yeah. which go it's just like back to the fighting thing like just because you're being prepared for it, I think yeah. you're already. Like, I live across ahead. the street from a Safeway. Yeah. But I also live in the university district, so like yeah. everybody's just gonna run in there. And, like, yeah. I don't like. I don't want to kill somebody over like a box of turkey meat. You know what I mean? But I think you should though. I feel like just to set a precedent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm just, uh, just just find the healthiest looking person <laughs> and kill them. Yeah. Like, All right. You guys want to fight over Ritz crackers? I'm gonna eat this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just killed this guy over Ritz crackers. Yeah. What's got? Yeah. Now I got him and Ritz crackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna put on my Ritz crackers? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I eat people. I yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. I mean, you're filthy, of course you eat. Of course, yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, well, yeah. No, you were that off the top when I said I, I, would, I would be a cannibal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm I, not I read surprised. this crazy yeah. book. You, you you mentioned like long pig or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the long pig. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, he don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do know. <laughs> I, I read this crazy <laughs> book uh, called The White Headhunter. Yeah. Uh, and it was this guy. He, you know, the term Shanghai. Uh, you know what it means to like be Shanghai. Yeah, to like, to like. Uh, like yeah, it's like yeah. you get kidnapped. And yeah. You get put on a boat. Yeah. And Portland, Oregon is like was like Portland, Oregon and San Francisco were like the two big places. Oh, where people got Shanghai in the you're West going, Coast? Yeah, you go yeah. into a bar, yeah. You're a sailor. Yeah. You know, you go into a bar in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Like eighteen seventies or whatever. Yeah. Drinking. Next thing you know, the floor falls out from underneath there's a trap door. Yeah. And someone clubs you in the head. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're waking up on a boat and yeah. you're like in the middle of the ocean. You're like, Well Well what the fuck? I yeah. guess I work here now. Yeah. And so this story, this book, yeah, the White Headhunter is about somebody that happened to. And okay. He woke up on a, a a whaling ship. Okay. Out in the Pacific. Okay. And uh, I think there was a mutiny. If there wasn't a mutiny, him and like three other dudes hopped in a boat, like a like, like a, a lifeboat or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like got out of there. And um, he was still in the middle of the ocean, but like they just got got far enough away from the big boat. Okay. Everybody else on the boat dies. Oh shit! But, uh, yeah. This guy, he uh, he would every day he would jump off the boat and swim down into the ocean as far as he could. Okay. And let that cool his body off, like the core of his body. Yeah. And then he would float back up to the top, and like everybody else died of heat exhaustion, but he thought that because he was cooling his body off, he was living. Okay. So. 
He eventually makes it to like the South Pacific Islands. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, but some islands yeah. in the South Pacific. Okay. And like they adopt them. Yeah. Like, they just like take them in. All right, come in, white guy. Yeah, yeah. And they adopt them. Yeah. And but they make them hang out with the kids because they can't speak their language. Yeah. Like, things are stupid. Yeah. So he makes them hang out with the kids. He eventually learns their language. Okay. The chief adopts him as his son. Yeah. And uh, he's like a grown ass man. Yeah. And just like then they start like taking him on raids and stuff. Yeah. And like he revolutionizes the way they go on raids. Okay. Like they would go in in the daytime. Yeah. Just screaming. Just oh, like, like real like, obvious. Yeah. Just yeah. running through their yeah. town. Like, yeah. Run another right into the straight of the yeah. heart of the defenses. Into, like, middle of the yeah. day, yeah. yelling, yeah. fight it out. Yeah. He was like, okay. Why would we do it at night? Yeah. He was like, okay. Yeah. We do it at night. Yeah. We don't yell. We, we sneak up on them. Yeah. We light their huts on fire. Yeah. And when they come out to their huts on fire, yeah. we club them. And then you club them. Oh, just like, like, yeah, he's and, thinking from, yeah. yeah and like, yeah. they were like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so his tribe became the most powerful tribe. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. And like, the book is incredible. Okay. The um, White Head Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely incredible book. But he talks about like doing battle and then yeah. like, eating long pig. Yes. And eating like the thighs, like that was like the big, the, that was like the best cut. Like, okay. Oh yeah, because like a lot of muscle. A lot like, of muscle on yeah. meat, and like they thought yeah. like you would absorb that. You absorb power. that strength. Like, yeah. That's, like, that's yeah. like a lot of your strength comes yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, biceps were like a big popular one. Yeah. Like, oh no, I definitely believe that. I believe like yeah, you take the energy from the thing that that you eat. Yeah. So oh, I yeah, you, yeah. Pay. I was yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah, if I were to eat, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I want them to be. You know, a, a warrior, because then yeah, that's what's what you you become what you you it's are what you eat. It's just crazy yeah. that like, yeah. well, when I figured out that you are what you eat isn't just like a saying. It's that's like, an actual it's thing. Like yeah. A real thing. Yeah. Science. It blew yeah. my mind. I was yeah. Like, oh fuck! Like I am what I eat. Like, yes. I literally am what I eat. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's but, that's whenever um, like Nikita is the host of off the top. I think about oh man, Go Puff. Like yeah. he actually is becoming yeah, he's a just, big Go Puff. He's just yeah. fast food. Like, yeah, that dude just yeah. Made it, like cigarettes and fast, fast food. food. Yeah, he be yeah. He, you be well. You literally are absorbing yeah. the things that you turn into. Yeah. I could definitely fuck Nikita. Up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nikita, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just weird that like I don't know. People and pigs are so similar. Yeah. In terms well, of pigs like, are real intelligent. Yeah, for yeah. sure. My my grandparents ran a pig farm. Yeah. My sister runs a pig farm. Okay. Your musical theater sister. I don't know where Jesse got. Uh, I I just run with that. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Because you mentioned your sister did musical theater once, right? Maybe. Yeah. My mom yeah. and my sister used to do musical theater. Yeah, but but now Jesse has this idea that you came from like I don't know a musical family. Yeah. Like, like well, I, no, I, you I came from hillbillies. But I think that that is a funny thing, especially yeah. like you as like a like oh yeah. that's the. Like, you're like a counterculture thing. It's a little bit it's yeah. a little bit of an exaggeration on his part. Yeah. Uh my you know, my mom and my sister did some musical small town musical theater. My dad never did once. Uh I did some backstage shit. Yeah. That's about it. I, yeah, yeah, like Jesse makes it sound like you're from I don't know, a musical Jackson Five. Yeah. And you were you were Tito. Right. And then <laughs> that's like that's like no. It's, and it's funny. I yeah. let him run with it. Oh no, for sure. That that's uh, that's definitely a funny bit. Like, all right, fine. Like, I, can, I see the humor in that. But yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. Any, um, let's see. Any, uh, any last words before we part? No? Um, we covered a lot. I know we have covered a lot. Yeah. Um, nope. This, well, this has been fun. Let's see. Um, you have a oh. Y, you have a Y podcast. What's up? 
Yeah, the Yeah But Why podcast, yes. And then, uh, um, oh, what about uh, this open mic that, that you're starting? Well, it's not an open mic. Oh, that's it's okay. A, it's a showcase. Oh, well, the showcase that but, you're starting, uh, yes. You got the wrestling mic. Yes. Uh, sock wrestling. You got the, no, no, you know, you can't choke somebody out. You can't, like, yeah. You can't hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you have. You're trying your, to take out another person's sock yeah, or remove a person's sock. You have a yeah. person, or you have a sock on, or I have a sock on. Yeah. You're trying to get mine, I'm trying to get yours. And it's crazy fun. It's yeah. so much fucking fun. I'm curious to see, like, how real wrestling knowledge, like, applies to it, because I imagine it would. But, like, at the same time, like... I feel like it wouldn't be that helpful, though, because, like, there's no point when I, in my wrestling career, like, all right, now take the person's sock off. Yeah. That was never, that was never or a move. to yeah. position yourself in a way to where to rem- your sock isn't also vulnerable. Yeah. Like... No, that was never once in my right. my wrestling career a point. Or in my fighting career, I never thought... If this person is wearing a sock, can I remove it? It's yeah. a it's a unique problem. And I've seen sure. people like grab someone's sock off with their foot. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like they got their arms all wrapped up, but they yeah. just like grab, like push their yeah. sock off with their toe. Yeah. Like it it gets create creative and crazy. Yeah. Like it's so it's called Fight Mike. That's at the Pocket Theater in yeah. Seattle. We got the first one coming up on September September eighth. Yeah. Yep. Seven thirty to nine. Uh, yeah. September eighth is Sunday, right? Yeah. Yep, Sunday, September 8th. Yeah. And then the next one is uh, September 22nd, also a Sunday. Also a Sunday. And right now, there's the only two I got in the book. We're going to try and build it and see what happens. Cool. But, uh, yeah. yeah, well, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's a success. I mean, yeah. It got a lot of attention on the... Yeah, it got, got, got a lot of wannabe warriors on there. Yeah, well, that's oh, yeah. too. Yeah. A bunch of people talking a bunch of shit. Yeah. And old people being upset. That yeah. Oh, this is where it's come down to. Yeah. It's, well, there's always the old the people like, there it goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, yeah. Anything yeah. original. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. That's what, that's what whole people ate. Originality. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, yeah. though. I've asked a few people and they've turned it down because like they're just not a physically minded person and, and like yeah. they just think they're gonna get like their ass handed to them like they're gonna yeah. leave, like, Well, I'm weak, fragile, but I'm ready to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm so surprised about the amount of people that are like I'm nervous about my bones. Like it's not gonna be like that. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one's gonna like break your bones or yeah. like choke you out. Jeez, oh, it's trying to remove a sock. Yeah. But okay, how about um. Any uh got any social media to pump out? Like are you on Instagram or Twitter or I'm Facebook? On, yeah, I'm on all that shit. Okay. Oh uh, man, I am not even following you on any of that shit. But yeah, so what's your Instagram? Uh Sick Wizard. Sick Wizard, how do you spell that? S I C K W I Z A R D. It's just mostly pictures of flowers and me. Flowers and you, alright. Let me look looking this up now, Sick Wizard. And is it jerk toad? That's it, yeah. Sick Wizard, okay. Follow. 35 in two days. Oh, hey, 10 hour, About to go rollerblade 35 miles. Yeah, that was his latest post. How was rollerblading? 30? It was great, man. Nice. I did not rollerblade 35 miles. Okay. I rollerbladed about uh, 14 miles. 14 miles. Okay. Uh, yeah. I went around Green Lake uh, six or seven times. Okay. All right. So, yep. Sig Wizard, uh, what's your handle on Twitter? Uh. I just got that. Are, are you a robot? I am not a robot. Seems legit. Pick the fire hydrants. Oh, uh, on Twitter, I'm Greater Clown Bat. 
Greater clown bats. But I almost like never use Twitter. I, just, I don't even know why I have it. To be honest. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the thing with social media is you gotta, yeah, figure it out. Nobody follows me on Twitter. I just got it, and I don't even really know how to use it. I just put my dumb thoughts there that like, yeah. I don't want to put on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Just, like, dumb thoughts. Well, yeah, so Sick Wizard and what, what was it again on Twitter? Greater Clown Bat. Greater Clown Bat. All right. All right, that's been, that's been Jack Slattery. Uh, any any other last words, Jack? No, yeah, this has been great. Nope, it's been fun too. All right, looking forward to talking to you again on this. And thank you, viewers, or not viewers, listeners. Yeah. However, however you however you heard this. Hit them up with that Patreon, man. Make yep. Dreams come true. Exactly. <laughs> help the oh, help help that magic keep going. All right, guys. Peace out.